Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Torpid Gaming Network. My name is Sunsets Brew, aka Brew, aka Zep. And I am Lord Bonk, aka Bonk, aka Mark. And I am Lady Bedivere, aka Soporific Gaming, aka Alondra. My name is Pylos, aka King Pylos, aka Nestor. And I'm Christy, aka Agent Maggie Carter. This is the finale of Delta Green, and it is incredible, and I am extremely scared uh, to deal with whatever the fuck we are going to be dealing with. Mark, what are we about? What Delta Green is about is a very fun tabletop role-playing game. It is one of my favorites. It is set in the modern times, and it takes the players and puts them typically in the role of like an X-Files agent when it meets the world of H.P. Lovecraft. There are crazy things. There are genuine threats to both physical and mental harm. There are so many crazy, wacky things that can happen in this game. For instance, with our game, we've actually set the stage with our players as students from Cal Berkeley, and they all came together to try and steal the Stanford Axe. And then they were introduced into the world of Delta Green slowly, but surely, maniacally, and unrelentlessly. It has come to them. But before we get into that, let's welcome you into the world that we know, our version of Delta Green. Reopening of Case 714, Juliet Zulu. Active. January 1978. Initial reports. Palo Alto, dozens of missing college kids, and another damn axe hunt. Agent Greer heading to the opera now, reporting for Delta Green. Stand by, Operation Extinguish, count of three. Over and out. Welcome back. So yes, the world of Delta Green is strange and complex, and that is no different for our players. Um, for last week, they got into uh, quite a bit of antics. They, they finally got to reveal the full uh, arm of Delta Green, as well as what that arm is trying to hold away, at least in the smallest of glimpses. See, our players came across uh, a couple of Stanford students in a strange basement. And these strange students became even stranger as they engaged in mortal combat. Their skins turned red, their claws jettisoned out of their hands, their heads brandished white hair and leapt at our group of people, inducing lethal altercations. Well, uh, some strange things happened. A magical axe was used and passed throughout the group. One of our members happened to go to a different plane of existence, maybe, where they learnt some sort of magical power to potentially create flame out of blood. It's a strange, strange time for these students, but more so... Only half of them actually remember these events. See, they were given aid by a strange man in a business suit with a Hawaiian shirt that they would later know as Greer. Well, Greer led them to what should have helped, and instead they were all picked up by a strange white light that would later infiltrate their dreams in each a unique way. This is when half of them forgot all of the events, and they only remember what hit the papers, that four plucky 
Cal students on a raid ended up stopping four crazed Stanford students from an animal sacrifice ritual. Each one of those students was arrested, taken to jail, and the events are swept under the carpet as far as any sort of official organization is brought about. Except from there, after a strange light and the strange memory drop and the splitting of memories and new memories for the respective party members, something else strange happened. The beast creature entity known as the Cardinal began to fly about, shooting a vicious yellow beam, destroying one of their vehicles. The strange agent known as Greer then began to duplicate themselves and fire back strange bolts of light, telling them to drive, drive like their lives depended on it. The radio cut out, all was silent other than the beating hearts within their ears, and they drove out of Stanford as quickly as they could. Getting back to campus, they had a field day. They had uh, time to drink, time to ponder, regain what it means to be human. And two of our members got a call. Sorry, one of our members made a call and they got a return call with a job offer to join this strange agency that protects from these things. Whereas the ones who forgot apparently didn't pass the test they didn't know about. Kind of split the party. Maybe some feelings were hurt. But what was sure the axe was harmless and that axe was paraded about the college campus scene and a grand old time was had a party was held and uh, a gay old time was celebrated it is the 70s and these went out in fashion more so like anyone had ever seen we had a football player rise back up in his ranks and suddenly have a healed arm that felt stronger than ever before. We had a sorority girl suddenly finding ways to uh, light things on fire she never expected. We had a pre-med student suddenly with a deal for a job upon graduation along with a transplant who's had a rough history but is making his way through the college for a better tomorrow. But let's dive in and eat meet all of these people before we join back to the moment we left them. Strange athletic woman brandishing this magical axe that was deemed safe, turning into an abominable creature. Let's go ahead and start with Zepp. Could you please introduce your character and remind us where you are on this street on Berkeley campus? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to introduce Bryce Castle, who is a sophomore football player who apparently just made it back on the starting squad. Uh, he he previously had hurt a soldier shoulder, but that has since healed. And he does still remember that he really loves those creative writing classes that he had to take while he wasn't able to practice. He's also still wearing his 1978 number 17 Steve DeBerg jersey, as <laughs> always. And uh, Bryce, I believe, is going to be at the uh, corner of the street near stop sign. A student just directed you in the area of Nikki Wickles, who you think may have the axe after it mysteriously disappeared during last night's rager of a frat party. Let's move on over to our very own birthday girl, Christy. Tell us about your character. Ivy Anderson is a proud member of Delta Gamma, the sorority house she is just leaving in order to get to what she believes to be the direction of the axe. 
Um, she is a Los Angeles native. She went to Sherman Oaks High, um, and she's led a bit of a charmed life. Uh, her uh, parents are film producers. She's intending to go on and be a producer herself. Her uh, studies include theater and film studies at the moment. She's great at making props and, and pretty much working in the theater department all the time. She now has magic and can make fire. Yeah, that's as far as you know of what that does. That's all um, I care about because I didn't get any demerits for lighting a cigarette on fire last week. So I assume it's always fine. Always fine. What could possibly go wrong? It was just a pinprick and a very small flame that consumed yep. a cigarette in yeah. the course of a few seconds. It's mm -hmm. fine. But yes, you are on the porch with our uh, happy-go-lucky NPC, Dawn. A band member who, thank God, they're kind. Uh, they play a mean clarinet, and that's about all they got going for them. They've been losing their battle with acne since high school. They seem to be quite clumsy and always wear these rose-colored glasses despite going with absolutely nothing. Also a big fan of hats. <laughs> that's Don. But we're going to move on over to Nestor. Could you please introduce Damien for us? Yeah, Damien Reyes is a Los Angeles native uh, who moved up to San Francisco <clears throat> as a youth. He was a, a car thief. He, by 15, he was boosting cars and selling them to chop shops, and that's how he made his way through the world. But the truth is that was never the path he wanted to stay on. He's a good student uh, and even transferred out of his um, impacted district to a nicer district in Sherman Oaks, uh, where he would get the grades to get into Cal's computer sciences program. He spends all of his time now <clears throat> trying to uh, get rid of the way that people used to look at him and uh, recreate the image um, of a uh, young, smart uh, kid who makes good choices. Uh, naturally, however, he defaulted to telling that lie to uh, protect himself and Gwen, uh, I guess telling that truth as a lie. <laughs> Uh, to protect himself as Gwen from the other two members of the party who had uh, forgotten. And he is now rolling with Gwen to try and find the axe. Uh, Gwen, before we catch up your antics and how you're coming across the axe, uh, please introduce yourself. Gwen Stevens is uh, also a sophomore. She's a little bit older than the rest of the crew because uh, after her mother died in her freshman year of high school she uh powered her way through with good grades and good extracurriculars and then took a few years off to work for her father a commercial electrician so that she could save some money while she waited for scholarships to come in and when one finally did she made it to cal she's on her pre-med track uh two years in and thought she was doing great trying to Find some school spirit, make some friends, socialize before that's no longer an option. And since the events of the last 48 hours, she's sort of regretting that choice. But she's found a little bit of solidarity with Damien as they uh, both seem to remember things that they shouldn't, that shouldn't have happened, couldn't have happened, and that their comrades seem to have forgotten. They are uh, currently rolling up to Stanford campus fresh off of the oh so delightful BART transit system in hopes of getting to the axe and then finishing what they started. That is true. And both Damien and Gwen have held the axe. They have felt its true power, taking them to above human capabilities in both strength, durability, and speed. 
It was quite a powerful feeling. And while they were riding Bart, this feeling overtook them. So as soon as they stopped, they were both in full sprints, wide-eyed with big grins, rushing up to the same block that houses Delta Gamma. They're at the opposite end of the street as Bryce, who's at the other end, talking to some random student that doesn't need a name. As we have we have Ivy and Dawn on the patio leaving Delta Gamma Sorority House. They came together after having a strange shared dream where a person, you could say it, trapped in another dimension, suspended by vines, piercing their body named Barry, begged and pleaded all night for their help. He gave them the power to free him. They just needed to use it. And as they walk out into the bright light of a 9 a.m. Sunday brisk morning in the East Bay, they are greeted by Nikki Wickles, who is kneeling in the street with the axe stolen from Stanford the night before in front of her on a plaque. She seems to have rubbed off any ooze or secretion that may have been spread on the axe that was supposed to suppress its power, and she began to chant a cow fight song in a strange way. The axe handle suddenly emerged, no longer invisible like the last time our compatriots had held it and witnessed its true power, and this axe handle then shot down to her forearms and began to cover her entire body with wood as she began to grow into a nine-foot-tall bear-like creature which was brandishing axes for claws. And there she was, standing in the middle of the street, screaming in a deep, baritone voice, You should have given me the axe earlier. I'm going to need a sanity roll from all of our players, as you've seen a very petite, very athletic woman suddenly grow over twice her size into one of the most terrifying things you've seen. You're just doing this because you're hoping I'll hit my breaking point before we even start. I uh, doing it because we didn't do it at the end of last week. So, thirty-seven on a much higher than a thirty-seven. Huge success! And for those of you who are unfamiliar with Delta Green, we operate on a D one hundred percentile system with the prices right and or blackjack rule set. You want to roll as high as you can without going over the thing you're rolling on. So, a thirty-seven on a super high skill. Huge success. 24 on a 53. Success. Uh, eight on a 44. Success. And Gwen, you have that face. <laughs> 63 on a 60. Nice. Um, however, you are already privy to the strange things in the world. Anyone who succeeded will be taking one point of sanity loss. And Gwen, can you please roll a d4? That's a four, which puts me at my breaking point. <laughs> you have to realize I have succeeded a grand total of one sanity roll ever in the time that we have played this game. And that includes the last campaign we did. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Uh, so you're going to lose that four. You're going to go down to your breaking point, And we are going to figure out which sort of disorder you are going to develop. Um, with this particular scenario, it, 
being the trigger for your sanity loss, you are going to have Lagoraphobia. The fear of loud noises, formerly known as shell shock. For this voice just resonates within you. It brings back the moment your car was eradicated in a blast that lit up the night sky. It invokes the loud noises of a powerful axe chopping through bodies and that thick wet dump onto the ground of the newly found unsupported weight. Loud noises will trigger panic and overwhelming stress. So when faced with a loud noise such as that of a gunshot or louder, um, we're going to do some rolls. And if those rolls don't go well, you may not act and be helpless, or you may try to run away in fear. But for now, you're kind of there, definitely paused and agape, but the power of the axe draws you closer than this newfound fear that is set between your ears. There before you, nine-foot-tall bear-like creature brandishing of light and dark woods, the legs quaint art bear-like. There's still slightly resemblance of human if a human could somehow have, you know, tree thickness level of calves and knees and thighs. It's a strange sight to behold and a very menacing one. As the bear begins to charge forward towards the open doors of the Delta Gamma Sorority House. And I'm going to consult my fun little table that has all of your dexterities to figure out who is going to go first. Uh, except Alondra, what is your unmodified dexterity? It is 13. Oh. Uh, you're the quickest of the bunch here. You can see this bear-like creature begin to rush forward with claws swiping left and right going straight at the front porch of a sorority you know as Delta Gamma and there on the porch are two of your friends you can see Don and Ivy sitting quite agape at the things that have just transpired uh, what would you like to do do I see that it is going right towards uh, Ivy and Dawn? I'm happy to make a perception. Oh, absolutely. You, you, you do not need to try and roll to see a giant bear in the middle of the street made entirely out of wood swinging and thrashing its arms about as it begins to claw its way through two cars, both of the cars which move three or four feet as the front and backside then just turn to shreds. And I see it specifically going towards Dawn and Ivy. Oh yeah, it is rushing straight at the sorority house. Oh yeah, I, I, I look down at my right arm, kind of give it a, give it a nice massage, toss the football up and down. Hey, ugly! And I just throw it right at the back of its head as hard as I possibly can. Absolutely, give me that athletics roll. Oh, I actually took athletics. Good yeah, point. you did. You're an <laughs> athlete. Yes, but I hope actually, you did. Well, okay, sometimes I design characters and then my brain when I'm like, I don't need that skill. That's no one ever no no one ever uses that skill. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. That is a twenty eight on a fifty for my for my athletics check. That's a good success. Let's go. Oh, that is for sure a good success and more so a good result for you've tested out your new arm. We haven't quite tested it out like this. Can you roll me a D twelve of damage? Ah! Ooh. 
Uh, I don't make that noise so very often. Also, fun fact in this game, Delta Green is also very lethal. A D12 of damage could potentially kill any average human on, you know, a 10 or higher of a roll. So, uh, there are some strange powers at work Speaking for a man uh, who used I, to have an arm and a sling last night. I rolled a 10. You rolled a 10? Excellent. Yep. Yeah, so this football just has a perfect spiral and comes out of your arm like a major league pitch. It easily broke 100 miles per hour, and the ball itself implants into the shoulder and then pops as it goes into, like, and causes what is a visible dent from about half a block away on the shoulder of this bear. And Bryce is just like, Woo! I'm back! I'm back! Beautiful. So yeah, that just happened. You're rejoicing. Bryce is back. No way he doesn't start now. <laughs> that is going to bring up Ivy. Uh, you just saw a blur of a brown dot hit this bear in the shoulder and did not seem to phase it whatsoever other than there's a visible dent from the loud popping noise that you believe a football just caused as there's like a deflated sack at the bottom uh, of the bear's feet as it begins to step over and crush parts of the sidewalk underneath it. Uh, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Uh, da -da -da -da. We don't really have any of our stuff on us, do we? I mean, you were leaving the house with intent. If if you wanted, I'm with intent to get it. the thing back. I mean, yeah. I okay. So let's say, if you're unsure, roll. If you roll less than a fifty, you have it. If not, you're just not lucky enough. Sure, we'll we'll have fun with that. Get a little roll in there just for mm -hmm. the giggles. Mm -hmm. I I don't have it then because that was a bad roll. <laughs> uh huh. Uh -huh. Uh, yeah, no, we'll say we were walking. We weren't super concerned. We were just going to go get the axe and that was our bad. Um, it's cool. It's fine. Uh, so Ivy is going to, uh, look up and down the street. Do I see Bryce or any of my other compatriots? You like I see the impact see of the Bryce down the street to your left. As you trace back the line of where that ball came from at a ridiculous speed and then mm -hmm. off to your right as you look down you can see glistening in sweat both Damien and uh, Gwen at the okay. other corner so they're both maybe 100 feet away from you as your sorority house is conveniently in the middle of this block sweet um, is there anything around me that looks sharp there is there seems to be like a mangled street sign at the uh, like that was left on the porch next to a bunch of empty plastic cups and beer cans. Great. Uh, no, no beer bottles by any chance? Glass bottles? Sure. There could be some glass bottles. Okay. I like that better. Um, so uh, Ivy is going to go ahead and um, grab something metal to um, cut her palm. And she is going to, hmm. Hmm. grab any and all alcoholic beverages around her and try and dump as much as she can into one glass bottle. Add in her uh, 
drippy droppies of blood as she's like chanting her her enchantment of uh what did we decide there her list of symbols uh you have 15 syllables that you know exactly how to pronounce and mm -hmm. anyone who hears them probably can't remember what exactly the way they say <laughs> yeah so she's gonna do that and uh hopefully this bad boy will light on fire and she's gonna run down the street a little bit because she is probably not as great of a thrower as bryce get a little closer so she can chuck it at the horrible excellent so monster boy delta green combat lady. is fast chaotic so yeah. we've described three things this you is want to a sequence of events yes yeah, sequence of events so you need to cut yourself Mm -hmm. You want to try and get some fuel together, and then you want to cast it. So we're going to start yes. with cutting yourself or creating the uh, container for all of the extra fuel. Uh, we'll go with create container first. Uh, okay, go ahead and give me an intelligence roll. So go ahead and try and roll under intelligence. your intelligence score times five. Your ah. intelligence should be a one. Yeah, two. I forgot. We had that. Okay, so I got a, a 29 on a 55. Excellent. Wait, yeah, um, yeah. As, as you're basically grabbing two bottles, one broken, one whole, and you're starting to pour things, this is all beer. It's not going to be flammable. It doesn't have the alcohol content. You might want to skip this step. Great. Love it. Excellent. So we're going to move on to the first part of the ritual, which is going to draw blood. So you go ahead and drop the full one. Go ahead and roll 1d4, because you don't have to roll to attack yourself. I, I rolled a three. You roll a three. And in the haste of this, you cut a little bit deeper than you want to. You, you've definitely done some damage to your hand, but you're going to take three points of damage. Oh. And there is a steady flow of blood coming from your hand. And you will be able to start your spell on your next turn. Great. You can also move slightly out of the way if you don't want to be directly in front of the doors now. As part of an action, you can usually move to about, you know, five or ten feet, but nothing more than that. Um, I, yeah, I just want to be closer so I feel like once I, I'm getting closer so that I can throw it and feel confident in attempting to hit it as opposed to whatever distance I'm at right now. Sure thing. So yeah, you start taking some steps down the walkway and that will bring up Gwen. I am going to say since Damien and I left the house with the intention of finding the other two and then heading back to the peninsula, that was our original goal, that I have my tool bag with me just with Absolutely. everything in it from the night before. Oh, for sure. So I'm going to say after I like recover from hearing the roar of this bear and like having my stricken moment of panic I'm gonna like grab Damien's arm look at him pop open the tool bag running through my inventory my, my <laughs> mental inventory of what I declared that I had in there okay about how far away am I from the bear at this point half a block so maybe about 100 120 feet okay I'm going to pop open my bag. I'm going to pull out a sterno can, a lighter, and one of the flare guns from last night. Great. I'm going to leave the bag at Damien's feet so that he can grab whatever he wants. If you want a list of things that I have in there, you can ask me when we get to that point, uh, Nestor. I am going to pop the top off a sterno can, light it, 
and throw it in hopes because that would be an incendiary fuel. It's going to be quite the distance for you to throw. As then I'm going to run. Okay. Never mind. I was like, mm, 120 nope. feet throwing a, nope. a, an unweighted object is going to be nope. near impossible. No, in that and case, then I'm going to run. I'm going to try to just slam it right up into this thing. Sure thing. Instead. And yeah, you're able to start making your way down the block. Um, yeah, you're able to get much, much closer. Um, you kind of do a sprint down and you're maybe three or four car lengths away from this bear. Great. Um, and that is going to bring up so we actually, I think we may need to do a little retcon uh, because Apu just crit failed Gwen. I haven't rolled for anything <laughs> that I haven't already crit failed on. So I think <laughs> we can put that in holding for the next time I have to roll. Okay. I'm okay I'll, with I'll, it. I'm the, I will let Bonk take that. And the way I out. see it is based on, you know, stream delay, cashing in the points. Something weird's gonna happen when that sterno uh, lights up. So yep. uh, I got you, Apu. I, I have a feeling I know what you're after. What did I ever do to you, Apu? Talked about how many points you had. You agreed with Bonk probably... one time. That's true. <laughs> That's, fair. That That's a probably very fair. Yeah, damnable offense in Apu's eyes. <laughs> She's just mad that she didn't manage to kill me in the last episode of Aurora say, Zero. Hey, you played Aurora mm -hmm. Zero. That was what you did. <laughs> mm -hmm. Rolls over to the next game. That is going to bring up Damien, who you've now seen the person next to you start charging up ahead with a variety of things that they grabbed from the bag. Looked like a sterno can, lighter, the flare gun, and then dropped the bag at your feet, saying, Take what you want. Whipping it down the road. They're ahead of you to get to the axe. Damien, is there any cars nearby? Damien is going to default to what he knows. I want to break into a For car, sure. get it started, and start driving this car towards the bear and I want to pick up Gwen on the way. Sure thing. Um and then Gwen has made considerable ground. Is what? Gwen has made considerable ground. By the time you actually get the car started, whipped around and headed towards that bear, she's gonna be as close as she needs to be. Um but right, yes. what I'm what I'm looking for is the quick escape if she's causing an explosion. Got it. So yes, uh there are plenty of cars around. It is also Kind of on the sorority row so there are some nice cars around too what catches your eye what what car from 78 would you like to uh carjack right now are there any red minis <laughs> there <laughs> yikes yes oh my god there no, certainly um... is Thankfully, no, it no, no. wasn't. I've I've already rolled for this. It wasn't in the way of the bear, so it's on one side of the street. No, 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 no. I, I, I'll give I, you a fifty-fifty if it's on one side of the block versus your no, side of the what, block. I, I, I don't like looking at Christie's face right now. So what I actually think, um, <laughs> uh, what I actually think, um, Damien would do is is he would actually look for the shittiest car of the lot. Sure thing. Um, so I don't care what car it is, just the shittiest one, because he, that one wouldn't feel as bad. Do what um, you want. Just remember, Ivy set thing on fire now, so. Yeah. Um, there, there is a uh, rusted out uh, dune buggy 
Um, so Perfect. it does have uh, some like roll cage attachments that don't seem to be properly secured, but uh, it, it is some rusted. It is like a tan color. It's got some like extra headlights that don't seem to be plugged into anything. This seems yeah, like perfect. someone's project that they're not sure what they're doing with. Okay, perfect. As long as it starts. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to drive. I, I, I haven't decided yet. I'm either going to drive this car as an escape car or I'm going to drive it right into the bear. Uh, first things first, let's get you into that car and let's okay. get you uh, doing your thing. I know we gave you skills that would eventually, you know, go into this with your background. Um, let's go ahead and just have, do a straight uh, drive roll. I figure with your drive. background, your car knowledge, it'll all, it's all encompassing. So, uh, yeah, 30. Yeah, you, you know what? Go ahead and at this time, too, just for clerical, under uh, special training, go ahead and put carjacking. <laughs> and then okay, note it as the drive, which is a success. So, yeah, you're able to uh, test test the door. It is unlocked because, I mean, this thing looks like it's locks arrested. You're able to swing that baby open. You kind of feel around, find one of the most normal key spots for like an, a spare key. And yeah, you get it in, start it up, and you're able to whip it around and get it pointed towards the bear on your turn. And that Perfect. is going to bring up Dawn. Dawn is going to start muttering to themselves as their eyes light up in fire and then seem to roll out almost like tears one of each rolling down their arms and then they put their hands together and with a clap a gigantic bolt of fire shoots forward as well as what looks like a puff of blood out of the fingertips of dawn as just a gigantic flaming hot ball of fire shoots forward crashing into the face of this bear for pretty lackluster results for rolling 220, 2d20 in damage <laughs> Oof. but dawn looks frazzled wide eyed angry screaming I have the power now shooting out this gigantic fireball bolt of energy and it freaks everyone out can i get a sanity roll from everyone love to uh, 40 on a 69 for me this is a success up oh, 48 oh. on a 52 for me noise apu just wanted the uh, crit fail on the sanity okay Great! I actually succeeded that one, but I guess not really. So, Let's thank go! You. Thank you, Apu. Continues. Thank you, Apu, for not breaking my streak. That would have actually been kind of tragic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So. Let's dope, dope, go. Dope. Uh, I got a... I just moved my dice. I think it was a 38. It was a 30-something on a 47. Y'all are so sane, except one of you. Um, for any of you who succeeded, you've seen some tips to this, so you're not going to lose any sanity. Uh, Alondra, you are going to lose three points of sanity. Um, verifying to make sure that I reset this correctly, my new breaking point is my was my sanity minus my power? Correct. Great, okay. Just wanted to double check that I had reset that appropriately. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do I... Do I just lose sanity, or does this also fuck me up in my noise reaction? 
To be fair, a giant fireball suddenly shooting out of someone's hands, traveling 25 feet into the face of a giant nine foot bear is going to make some sort of noise. So, yeah. Can I get a power roll from you? Yes. That is a 71 on an 80. You are able to keep your composure, but you definitely have to do one of those, like, remind myself to breathe a little bit. Yep. Yep. I forgot your power was so high, and that also means you've lost so much sanity. Yeah, because I fail every time. That's Mm -hmm. why I put all of my points into power. (laughs) And this is what it still does. Brings the ire of Apu. Um, And this then brings up the large bear who is now scorched in the front with soot as steam rises up and has a dent on their right shoulder and is now just clawing their way straight into the sorority house, actually pushing past both of you um, that happen to be on the stoop. I'm going to have a dodge roll from both Dawn and Ivy. Oof. I don't know what it's supposed to be, but I'm going to bet I failed it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Big time. I got a 97 on a 30. That is going to be a hard ouch. Um, As these claw hands kind of push you out of the way, you're going to be taking three points of damage as these sharp axes just touch your skin and then force you to the ground off to your left with your hand already bleeding. Well, that's a good point. I'm going to add that to your total of blood loss. Um, as you are pushed down to the ground and then Dawn is also meeting a similar fate of being pushed away into the ground and they do not look good. They look barely conscious after the strange amount of energy it took to uh, shoot that blast out of their hands. And this is now, Bear is now climbing through the front door, has ripped off both of the doors and is now just causing as much damage as you suddenly realize The bear is no longer on the floor. It is just at a 90 degree angle now, looking like they're swimming or flying through the air. And at that sudden realization, five clear wings kind of shoot out from its Hmm. torso in all directions, almost like shark fins that begin to wave and keep it afloat. And it gains in speed and begins to spiral through the house. The sisters aren't going to like that. Bryce, you've seen some crazy stuff. What would you like to do? Yeah, I want to... So I'm just going to run over to Ivy and Dawn, and I want to, like, kneel kneel down and, like, you know, try and, like, grab Dawn by their shoulders and turn over, turn to Ivy. Just, what the fuck is happening as this bear is just, like... <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You're able to do your sprint down. You kind of like slide across the grass to the area that Dawn was pushed down to the ground. That axe wound took a big chunk out of their shoulder and looking down at their hands, it looks like from the second digit forward is just been completely soaked in blood and there might not even be skin on their fingertips. Look, Dawn, 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 you're going to be, you're going to be okay. Is, is it? 
Is there anyone else? Is there anyone around still, or did everybody run away? Everyone has pretty much fled. The person you were talking to is already two, three blocks down the street. They're really not sure what's happening. There is lots of noise and commotion being just torn apart and thrown throughout the house. And just there's screams happening from upstairs. There are other people starting to open their doors and running back inside to make phone calls. It's it is just chaos on the street, but the only people you see coming towards the noise are the people you already know. And I want to just set set Dawn down. Look, Dawn, just, just, just hang out. Everything's going to be fine. Power. And yeah, your movement getting there and engaging is going to be your quick little initiative. And that's going to move us on over to Ivy. Cool. So there's... Am I up? Am I Am I okay enough to get up? You are totally okay enough to get up and you can actually feel your spell complete. So the slightly deeper dash gash across your hand, as well as the back cuts you've now sustained, you can feel them get warm, solder themselves painlessly, and then kind of come to meet up in a steam around your left shoulder and then dropping from that is like a droplet of soot. And as soon as it touches the ground, about the size of a Doberman appears what is a flame-like creature that looks very excitedly up to you that have like almost three blue eyes in the middle of it and a giant blue flamed maw at the front of it and there it has its three limbs two front one back as this strange doberman sized fire creature looks up very excitedly at you whips over to the bear snarls turns around and rushes towards the bear Good boy. Uh, I'm going to need a, uh, a sanity check from everyone but Christy. Christy, you need to roll a d6 and lose that much sanity. Oh. <laughs> Price of activating a spell. Ooh, 19. 21. 20. Y'all are wow. so great. Not the weirdest thing you've seen. No <laughs> sanity loss. No, not even close. Well, only, you just saw another spell happen, you know, like four seconds ago. Yeah. Don't worry, Bonk. I hit my breaking point. Happy dance. Happy dance. Yeah, you knew it was going to happen. But Join me, friend. We can go crazy together. All, all power has a cost. Let's go ahead no, and no, look no, at no, the thanks. fun table, which has all of the fun things that happens when, you know, um, you lose sanity due to paranormal things. How do you, uh, in the meantime, recalculate your new breaking point? Uh, your new breaking point is whatever your sanity is at after you went past your breaking point. Subtract your power, and that will be your new breaking point. So if, right. for instance, you were at 60, your power is 10, your next breaking point would be 50, because that's the only math I can do this quick. That's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, that's going to be a fun one. All right. Uh, you are going to suffer from depersonalization disorder. So you That's suffer me. You suffer <laughs> from periods of detachment from yourself, feeling helplessly disconnected from your own body, thoughts, and emotions. Cool. It's kind of like seeing everything happen to someone else. So you'll end up 
seeing yourself in the third person. But the fun little twist on that is when this is happening, you also just have, you know, kind of a fiery personality. You're a little quick to anger and things like that, that it almost seems like maybe it is happening to someone else and someone else also might be responding. Awesome. And that will get us back into the action as mm -hmm. a uh, suddenly spawned three-limbed fire elemental is now going to charge and try to attach itself on the backside of a nine-foot-tall bear that is now just death-spinning through a sorority lobby as it does successfully grab onto it and is now just in that spiral as well as a streaking bright light behind it as it gnaws into the backside for a considerable amount of damage. Yeah, I would hope so. Better than Dawn's, oh. right? Uh, significantly better than Dawn's. Great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that will bring up Gwen how much of this can I see like like is enough of the front of the building like ripped open now that I can see any of this happening as I'm running up you, you kind of you got closer as the bear begin to like press forward and you also saw the bear kind of leave off the ground as it pushed both of your compatriots to the side and then it began to spin and seems to just want to windmill its way through this building causing all sorts of havoc including various screams from upstairs can i get a power roll from you as a just <laughs> cacophony of noises are filling the street on a quiet sunday morning that's a 42 on my 80 righteous but yeah you can definitely see all of this as it's all coming into view you're pretty much where the bear used to be before it pushed the cars away mangling the front side of them and then just going to town on this old wooden building i think i run up to the porch and if i look inside and can spot this fire buddy thing oh, oh you, 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 you saw bear. it you saw it I form saw it just okay. just at the base of it. You saw it run. There are small embers where it leaped off of the now completely like sunken in part of the porch leading into the house. And like there's little embers where it was. It leaped off. There's a slightly smaller fire. It has attached itself to the backside of this bear creature and is now just in this like death spiral that this bear is going through. Cool. Um, at that point, I will feel like my original plan is less relevant than it once was, since fire has been attained. I would like to do a first aid check on Dawn. Sure thing. Go ahead and roll that first aid, and I believe you still have another charge with your medical supplies uh, that you got from our first episode. Yep, I've got three in the bank. Hopefully I do better than the one I did on myself. Go, go, go. That is a 17 on a 51. That is beautiful, and I believe you get to give back a full D6 of hit points. That sounds correct. I feel like with how with what we know of Dawn, that that, that could be max health for them. <laughs> That's why I started with Dawn and not Ivy. It wasn't personal. It was that Dawn looked more fucked up. I, uh, I wasn't expecting help, honestly. <laughs> uh, coming, coming up to Dawn and seeing the condition of their hands and then seeing the condition of their back one of two things was very close to happening. Them never feeling anything below their wrist because of everything in their hand being fried. And two, their back 
could have gone deep enough to just set, sever like the nerves and just would have paralyzed an arm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, was it the D6? Did we confirm? Uh, I'm going to say a D6 because y'all right. are going to need it. Great. It wasn't great. That was only a two. But to be fair, all of my actual Good. first aid supplies are in my tool bag, which is hopefully with Damien in a car. Two, two yeah. does it well. Yeah, no, you you slide up, you see this, you know immediately, like, nope, curl your hands together, get them closer to your body, and then when they kind of hunch over, you to look at look at the back, immediately rip off another part of their shirt that's barely on, wrap it around, stop the bleeding, get them oh, yeah. feeling a little bit better. And yeah, tear off their shirt, pull my flannel off, and start wrapping things up, and just start uh, scanning around, I will turn to Ivy and just really quickly shout, like, are you okay? Eh? She's just, like, I'm sure arm soaked at this point. Um. Cool! Yeah, our, our arm soaked looking down, and you definitely hear the, eh, with a kind of a personality face. No real emotion. Just real plain. Yeah. Seems pretty uncharacteristic for the situation uh damien okay so the fire the fire dog mm -hmm. yep and Happy. the bear are fighting are, it are, are it inside out. of the sorority house at the moment mm -hmm. and you can hear, but i can still see them uh from your car you would you would be able to see them based on the hole they punched through the front yeah okay and then on the front porch is Ivy, Gwen, and Dawn. Uh, ju just in front of the porch is Ivy and... Uh, yeah, just in front of the porch would be everyone. They'd get thrown off. So yeah, they're not quite on like the wood structure that seems to be catching fire. I'm trying between like ramming the car into the bear or picking everybody up and taking an escape. Do you want to roll an intelligence? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, intelligence or drive. This is this is knowledge about the car. Well, I whatever it is, I'm sure I failed it. Dope. Oh, holy shit! I succeeded an 83 on an 85. Oh yeah, you're real brainy, aren't you? Smart boy. Mm -hmm. That's a high stat. Wow. Fucking nerd. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, man, he goes to Cal. He's in college. If so only does Bryce. Yeah, but but he's also like two years younger than you. <laughs> and specifically, computer sciences in '78. He's real smart. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You you know that if you get that car inside the sorority, it's never coming back out. Like it might look like it's built for off roading or things like that. None of the modifications on this will help it four-wheel drive, off-roading capabilities of any kind, like for sure a one-way ticket if you go into that, and then you'd be stuck in a house with a flaming bear with axes for hands that is now flying. Yeah, what I'm trying to look... Okay, what I'm looking for... Okay, here's my plan. Alondra, what's in the bag? What's in the bag? Um, here's a list uh, based on what my notes of what is still in the bag. This is not exhaustive, but it's pretty close. Um, there is a fully stocked first aid kit. There is uh, all of my electrician's tools. So things like pliers, uh, wire cutters, strippers, small hand tools. 
Um, gear from the bio lab, which includes scalpels, forceps, some dyes, and probably two more cans of Sterno. There is a battered, partially torn up copy of the Anarchist's Cookbook. My shitty homemade smoke canister is still in there because I don't believe we used it. There is one more flare gun. Or no, I'm sorry, there is one flare left for the flare gun. I have the gun, but there's one flare left. Uh, there is the roll of hand tools given to us uh, on the bus earlier. So hammers, screwdrivers, etc. And my tire iron is sticking out the side because that's where I shoved it when we had to flee the scene uh, of the alien stuff. And if I recall correctly, one of you ended up with a pistol. That was Ivy. Uh, Ivy did? It was, handed, oh, Bryce. Uh, it was handed off to Bryce. There, Bryce. there it is. Okay. okay. I, I pull up to, to Don, Gwen, and Ivy and, I, and just say, get in. Excellent. Yeah, you're able to whip that car up around, and it's at this point you can see the bear howling in pain from this, like, fire beast on it, and it's going to grab it by both of its hands, throw it straight up through the second floor, and actually out of the roof, where it then is going to burst into a, a small fireball above the house, raining down ash, and then is going to howl once more, and it's almost going to shoot itself out through the other side of the wall as it is now flying westward out the back of the house at about 40 miles an hour. And is now just at like a 30 degree angle, barely misses like one of the buildings behind it, maybe takes off like their weather vane and a couple of tile, and is now just in a beeline towards San Francisco in the foggy city in the distance. And we're going to come out of the combat order. Let him go. Fuck him. <laughs> Her. Thank you very much. Her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to immediately help Dawn up and get them into the back of this car and like grab for the tool bag and pull out the first aid kit and start, you know, wrapping and bandaging things. Uh, for sure. Uh, go ahead and give another first aid roll. Uh, what does my bonus get me up to? Uh, that's a 62 on a 71. I don't think I added the bonus last time, but it didn't matter because it was still under. Dope, dope, dope. Um, that is going to get a D6 of healing. Great. Uh, that's another three to, to Dawn. Oh, this is to Dawn or Ivy? Because one person can only get one instance of first aid every 24 hours. I was continue. I was continuing to fix. I was continuing to fix Dawn, but I will happily give a awesome. first aid. But I will happily give a first aid roll to Ivy, like once I've gotten Dawn situated. Cool, cool. Yeah, I was definitely looking at something else and didn't hear the Dawn part. We're gonna take that roll and treat it for Christy. Um, after your initial roll, there's pretty much. Nothing else yeah. you can do. Each person That's... can get a first aid roll every okay. 24 hours um, and only for once per injury. So they'd have to sustain okay. a new injury to get another roll. Then then let's say that I get Dawn in and like I've got them doing mm -hmm. compression on themselves. And then I just turn to, to Ivy and like don't even really ask. Just kind of like grab some gauze, grab her hand, start wrapping. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so Ivy will get back those three hit points. Great. Thank you. <laughs> and it's at this point you, you now have a uh, almost dune buggy that has some uh, nice rested spots on it 
Um, you're all kind of there, Flabbergasted Street. There is screaming from upstairs. There's a small fire on two sides of the roof of this building, a small fire starting at the building to the next, uh, uh, to the left of the sorority house when you're looking at it. The front porch is starting to simmer and is, is quickly dying out, but it seems like the rooftop fires are starting to spread and there seems to be sirens in the distance. Are we all together? Yeah, you're all either directly next to the car or uh, just kind of slightly further away. So you've got car ready to go in the street, kind of available to load up people in between the two damaged cars that have been ripped through. You then have uh, the rest of you on the lawn. Dawn's being helped into the car, telling how to compress and bandage their hands up. Yeah, you're Damien, all together. You're going to go call fucking animal control? What the fuck was that? I don't know why I would be the one calling animal control. Damien is like still just like sitting there, like j like just in the car, jiggling the like. That's where we're still in the car, right? Yeah, you for okay, sure. Good. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm getting done. He's just into like the sitting car. there, like nervously jiggling the 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 stick shift. Like holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy. We're going back, right? We have to. We have shit. We're we have to go back, don't we? We have to go back. We still have to go back. Yeah. Get in. Ivy's crawling in the front passenger seat. Why? Did you not see what just happened? Yeah, of course I saw what just happened. It was fucking weird. Also, my arm feels fucking great, but why do we have to go? Wh where are we going back to? Stanford? To the Cardinal. We have to do the axe what the and the Cardinal and the it's all connected. And we what have the fuck to are you talking about? Get uh, in the car, I will explain on the way. Zep, go ahead and give me a power roll with a minus 40. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. My brain is not doing good. Uh, but your oh, arm feels great. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a D8. Okay. <laughs> that would have been a roll. <laughs> it would have been a better roll. You're trying to roll low. <laughs> ah, that is a, that's an ot 8. <laughs> sick so and what yeah. is your power after minus 40 you don't have like a oh power, yeah. do you? uh no i've got a 75 so it You're is uh, so it's like a 35 yeah. at at the brief message of the cardinal you are able to clearly remember the tree that pulled itself forward out of the base of the uh, amphitheater that was in that underground area and you can clearly remember the rippling eye that invoked in you the chant from deep within you of axe axe give me the axe and a sudden overwhelming of fear that caused you to fight for your life and you are convinced you have killed someone bryce just silently gets in the car Gwen will just lean over. Gwen's in the middle at this point. She's just shoved Dawn all the way through, pulled Bryce in. She'll just lean over, close the, the door on the other side of Bryce, and just wave to Damien from the from the back seat. Just be like, just go. Just go. Did you already grab the, the first aid kit out of your bag? So that would have been the first thing I tossed to you. Yeah, no, I've yeah, I've got it. Oh, uh, but yeah, right, because but we can only do that once anyway. Yeah, okay, so Damien just drives. Yeah. Once per person per day per injury. Yes, I have treated both Ivy and uh, Dawn as best I can, and Better I have one. Nothing. And I have one more plus twenty to burn somewhere, <laughs> if it comes to it. Yeah, then I'll just start driving towards Stanford. Sure thing. Uh, how would you like to get there? 
Do you want to go Bay Bridge? Do you want to head south and then cut over? Which way did the bear go? Towards the bear, city. Bear went yeah. straight. Bear, bear flew. Bear at took the diagonal. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Like over the, through, over the bay. I'm gonna go. Th- I'm gonna go over Bay Bridge then. Okay. Cool thing. Yeah, you are on your way. It is a strange sight as you drive away. Maybe three, four blocks down, you see one fire truck, two fire truck, an ambulance, a second ambulance, three cop cars all headed past you, just in a variety of different speeds coming from different places there's oakland police reporting there's berkeley police reporting there are a third fire truck that goes by and there is a cacophony of noise in the distance as all that goes bad we have gwen kind of clutching at her ears doing a bit of like snapping and shaking and deep breathing exercises it's about halfway through the drive towards the bridge that you know finally start to see some facial movement on Ivy. It's not that it was paralysis. It was just no need. You're starting to like move your mouth a little bit more, smile, frown, have your tears well up a little bit and swipe them away. Your hand feels terrible, but also pretty amazing for uh, what just happened. And, uh, Bryce is trying to figure out what is happening. Dawn is kind of probably there shoved in the middle again. Just doing normal Dawn things. I'm in the middle. Okay. Yeah. So that I can monitor the two on either sides of me. Yeah. Dawn definitely has like head pressed up against the window then kind of just staring out, rocking back and forth, sliding their head across the glass, leaving some breathing. As you uh, hit the road there's some, uh, uh, what would this car's radio station be? Yeah, there, there's um, kind of a, a talk segment that kind of wraps up. And then uh, Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult comes on. Of course. The bridge. Sure. I think at that point, Gwen is just going to like literally just lunge forward and turn the radio off <laughs> and then immediately catch herself. Just, sorry, I can we just, can we just? Maybe, never mind. I want to dig into my bag and pull out a couple of rolls of, of electrical wire and essentially spend the rest of the ride trying to make myself two bracelets out of electrical wire similar to the bangles that Agent Greer had. Sure thing. Let me take a gander at your character sheet and figure out what you're going to roll for this. Can I roll craft with my electrician skill, maybe? Sure. That sounds great. I had this prepared as a pitch. Absolutely. <laughs> and this is tape that you're making out of electrical tape and then just anything else um, or metal and pliers. I'm using wire and pliers Perfect. to make Great. two metal bangles. That is, that is an odd nine on a 40. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you're able to make them quite well. Um, you're, you're able to like tuck them in, wrap them around themselves into a way that it's not like pinching your hairs. You feel really good about it, not cutting into your skin or anything like that. And you're able to kind of slip them on and start jangle them around. Yep. I'm just gonna, I'm not going to talk to anyone for like the rest of the ride. I'm just going to do that and then just start very quietly. Like, rolling them on my wrist the way I saw Greer doing. Sure thing. Um, 
Yeah, as as you're coming across uh, Treasure Island, you can see that the deep fog that you left last night is still very much in full force as you're coming into the bay. You can see maybe part of the Embarcadero building. You can see a ferry kind of coming into the north side of the fog, and that's about it. Alcatraz, perfectly clear. North Bay perfectly clear but yes just a big encompassing oval of fog as far down left as you can see to the other bridge immersed in fog east of that you, this uh, is different make hmm. your way in things begin to slowly fade out you can see what looks like a service vehicle that is shut off the right lane of the bridge it seems like something from the top of the bridge has fallen off and they're trying to uh, get repairs and get scrap out of the road. Um, there's another one set up at the next booming towers and it's a strange sight. And then Dawn finally kind of picks up. What's the plan? I know what we need to do, but I don't know how we're going to get there. What do we need to do? Chop the tree down. Okay, then that's the plan, right? It'd be simple enough. Do we need the axe? <laughs> I don't know if that's really an option. <laughs> How did we get to the tree? How did you get to the tree last time? Underneath the... Was... The cardinal? In that... closet? Yeah, underneath the tower and... Find it... Ivy, you said something about a place with vines last night. Was that was that the the tree? I don't remember. But I okay. think so. Do do we need the axe or do we just need an axe? I think we'd probably do a lot better if we had the axe. Pretty sure Barry thinks fire will help. Kind of put that we one together. We have that covered. Who's Barry? Barry. Don't worry about it. Uh. And just like head slumps up against the window again. Uh, out of character. Does Ivy remember Barry? I don't remember if Ivy. You remember Barry perfectly. I Every interaction you've had with Barry, I including the... the dream that you had at the same time in the same manner as mm. Dante. Right. No, I remember that. I don't remember if I am allowed to remember him gifting me powers. You are. Okay, you great. also remember Barry pointing you towards a gun, being incredibly truthful and seemingly asking for help. Right. Roger that. As Dawn slumps over, I will very, very quietly like reach over to the not shredded wrist and just like kind of gently put a reassuring hand that is also taking a pulse. <clears throat> Yeah, sure thing. Well, seems normal. Just getting a baseline here. So we're going to actually try and take out that flying bear? I feel like nothing we did to it even hurt it. No, that that fire thing definitely hurt it. You think it's still Nikki in there? I don't think it was. I don't think Nikki's a real person. Even if it was, I, um, maybe this is callous of me, but I kind of don't care. If that's what she's turned into, then it doesn't matter anymore. 
is this what was this, is this related to that phone call that call you took when Damien yeah okay all right what phone call Don kind of peeks up did you um we um last night when we got back I called I called the number from Sheriff Greer's car because we were worried because Bryce and Ivy didn't seem to be remembering things the same way that we did and after I said something about the Cardinal they called Damien and I and I back another somebody another person Asian agent yeah, they prefer Operator? agent. They prefer agent. We got a call back, and um, somebody offered Damien and I both jobs once we graduate if we just went along with the story about the raccoon and laid low. <laughs> and we both said yes. Nice to know some of my coworkers. Just kind of like slumps head back up against glass. You remember? You remember everything too. Uh, they they told me I remember more. Oh. <laughs> okay. You're one of them? Uh, technically not until I graduate. But, uh, I'm not one of gray ones. But I, what? I guess, um, what does that mean? Do, do, you, do you remember the big white light? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, did you have a dream about a big white light yeah yeah as they told me it might be a side effect um no you uh we technically met uh they uh what do you call them uh the grays uh they they're like uh six seven feet tall big gray heads kind of look like all those stupid t-shirts people walk around in except instead of the bright green glow in the dark paint they're just you know gray big black dots on the side of their head well anyway they're the ones that tried to alter all, all of our memories and it had various sticking effects on them uh, <laughs> Bryce uh, they actually found you the most useful they actually uh, you know took you uh, for a little bit they had you go on a mining excursion seemed well, yeah. to be fruitful no, I mean, they, I, fixed your arm yeah I remember a dream what, what do you mean a mining excursion I just remember. They, no, they said they needed to get something from their planet before it. it it's. It was yeah. a huge success. <laughs> yeah, that's Zeta, why you keep your arm. Zeta Reculum three. Oh, what, yeah, it looks terrible. No, what um, the? F this can't look, be. I, um, this can't be fucking real. <laughs> so I'm just don't fucking laugh to at whimper. me. It, it, it's it's like a laugh cry and just immediately has a tear just run off of their cheek. Yeah. You can't be serious. You cannot tell me Steven Spielberg got it right. Um. Who? Oh, for the love. It, uh... Close it, Encounters it, it, of the Third Kind. Has nobody heard of this Blockbuster. Yeah. <sighs> My understanding is they said that it'd be the easiest form for them to take. So 
Maybe they'll change it if you get to meet him again. <laughs> but I, uh... Oh, yeah, we should maybe check in with them. That might be better than just going in by ourselves. Um... Could you take us back to the Oval? I, that'd be the closest entrance. Backside of Stanford, the, the, the way we left? Yeah, sure. Oh, payphone might be good, too. We're supposed to report these type of things. Just big smile goes to like having from having a purpose to understanding what that purpose is and just stark face again. You guys are now like leaving San Francisco. It doesn't seem to be much traffic on a on a Sunday. But yeah, you're making your way down. You've uh, just hit the 280. Your way down to the Stanford campus. So. Do you think that Greer is an alien? No, he made that clear. He just works with them. <laughs> or most of us do now. To do what exactly? Stop the bear. <laughs> Stop the cardinal. Make sure the other people that see it don't keep spreading stories that are going to rot us all from the core. My my job pitch was a little more different in person, but uh, this is the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> the things that are out there, just if I, I wasn't convinced. So they showed me more, and I don't want any of you or any anything to experience that. <laughs> That's why the Greys help us. I don't think we could do it. Humanity on our own. The, the circle? The oval? The entrance? Fuck, I... Did I kill someone? Yeah. Yeah, you did. I think technically I was the one to do it. I mean, we all... We all helped. Except, except Ivy, she wasn't, she wasn't there. But um, we all, we all helped. It wasn't. We had to. They would have. They. It was self defense. They nearly killed us. I, uh, Gwen starts to like tug down her shirt and then remembers that the marks aren't there and just stops. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't worthy. To remember what we did? Human brains are fragile for what it's all worth. Just some things take, some things don't. Do you speak Spanish? No. But you've heard it. Some things just don't stick. Sometimes it's a good thing. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with being worthy. I think it was kind of a fluke. I mean, um, Damien and I both touched the axe. I think maybe that gave us some advantage. Not intentionally, it just happened. You don't have to make excuses as to why you got to keep memories and I didn't. It's It, it happened, but what matters now is that we just need to fucking stop Nikki. 
y'all have pulled off the 280 now you're heading towards those uh frontage roads the same back roads you peeled out just the night before past the tree lot past the various gas stations the farmlands here and there the fruit stand making your way towards campus just three four miles away now do we see anything in the hey, distance ivy does, does your boyfriend have another car uh yeah why damien just keeps driving quietly do we see anything <laughs> Uh, <laughs> gonna steal every car I've ever seen. Uh, definitely some deep, deep fog. It is wafting in and out in various thicknesses. It is eerie. It is creepy, and the roads are quiet. It's maybe ten thirty in the morning now on a Sunday. Um, it's nice and bright, almost warm, but it is chilly. Is damp. The fog lets you see maybe a block in front of you at times, maybe two. Gas station passes on the right. Turn off for a farm on the left. You don't get much warning of them other than a sign that doesn't seem to correspond with the location up ahead. Gas stations have phones, right? Usually. I'll pull off into the gas station. There's just a gas station attendant propped up chair off to the side, little kiosk inside, cash register, various chips, gums. He's like in the full work jumpsuit. Seems like there's a makeshift garage attachment onto the side where they do smog check, oil change, tire refills. Is, um, is there gas like pumps. a... My, my favorite thing in gas stations when I'm on a road trip is like the tool section. I always like go and, and peruse, even though I'll never buy a tool, I always like to know what they sell there. Is there like a tool section in this gas station? Oh, for sure. There, there There's oh. like two different brands of uh, oil that you'd be able to get. There's like mm. two different types of screwdrivers. They're both flatheads, but one's orange and one's yellow. And then there's like a couple of empty spaces of where other tools might have been. Um, Is there a trucker's baton? A what? A, a trucker's club? That's all. Um, sure. I don't know what that is. I'll allow it. Oh. So <laughs> do not allow something is... you don't know. No, do it. <laughs> no, let him do it's it. A, it's a it's a small club. It's about this big. They use it for like if they have like issues with their tires to like bash the tires in, but also like notably like truckers who've gotten robbed will like often tell stories about how they fought off their assailants like one time with their truckers club so they always keep it in the front seat oh oh yeah like this is just a billy club this is yeah. just yeah. the yeah. non-police yeah. issue version of it yep. exactly yeah. yeah um cool other words i'm gonna buy it, two one, one of each screwdriver and a truckers club <laughs> <laughs> um yeah sure thing um so yeah you have a club that you can use melee weapons with and it will deal a d8 of damage Perf. uh screwdrivers if you really want to stab them will deal a d4 also use melee weapons Perf twice mm -hmm. give, give you those makeshift uh shivs for you to dole out yeah gas, gas tendon 
happily does it. I'm like, oh yeah, the game last night was uh, <laughs> quite the game. Uh, too bad they didn't get to finish. Uh, what, what brings you through? Uh, just, uh, just needed to make a phone call and, uh, headed, headed down to help a, a friend in Stanford with the project. Great, great. Yeah. Payphone's just, uh, around the corner there. Uh, thanks for the business. Uh, yeah, here you go. And, and slides you over a quarter is like, uh, calls on me. Oh, um, you don't. No, no, you've you've already purchased. Been trying to sell those screwdrivers for years. Um, no, ha ha happy to happy to take the business. No need to double dip here. I'm a fair and honest man. Just uh, you you need a top off or anything too? Um, gasoline you'll have to pay for, but I can spot a phone call. I'm happy to top it off uh, for you. We'll 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 just take the phone call and decide decide after. All right. Well, uh, just you, you have any questions, directions, you know, any anything you might need to uh, come on back and uh, tell me joke, too, if you're interested. Uh, Thanks. Um, I just like I'll just grab everything up pretty quickly and and like walk over to Don and give him the quarter to make the phone call. Oh, um, yeah. And like just begins to like search every single one of his pockets until he pulls out like a laminated business card and uh, heads on over to the phone, puts it to the ear, drops the quarter in, dials like 22 numbers, <laughs> and then slides the card back into his wallet and puts it back into a pocket, kind of just sits there waiting, tapping the foot. Oh, yeah. Hi. Um, uh, uh, Don, Don, um, yeah, Don, Don's here. Uh, Don, D Don, Don Chumley. Hold. They, they, they have me on hold. Oh, oh, yeah. Hi. Um, there, there, there was a complication, uh, back at the Berkeley site. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no, it, it seems like it didn't stick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, we're three miles Two, two, two miles. Uh, sir, how far away are we from Stanford? Uh, two point six miles. Uh, yeah, we're we're two point six miles. Uh, back backside of Stanford. Um, I, I thought we'd head to the Oval for the face to face if possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, four. Huh. Um, fl flare gun, screwdrivers, bat. Well, you know what I can do. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, no. Uh, she, she, she can do it too. Well, kind of different, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure thing. On our way, and hangs up the phone. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. We 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 have a an, an agent on the ground. We can uh, check in with and hopefully get some uh, help. Um. They uh. <laughs> They also want me to say that they underestimated you too. Um, if you want jobs upon graduation, you got them too. <laughs> Ivy, I don't know if you have a choice. I'm pretty sure I'll make a choice. Do what you have to. How would they even stop her? 
Have you not seen what they've already done? How, how do you have, have the gall to question what they're capable of? I don't want to be on their bad side. He doesn't remember. It's fine. What All of you don't remember done? what they're actually capable of. I'm the only one who actually saw some of their cohorts. So far, the only example that they've given us is that they have sent a bunch of people who don't know what's happening to go do the job for them. We're actually meeting up with someone who kind of knows what hap- is happening. Agent, be close. They sent us out to do the first half by ourselves. We no. actually kind of stumbled into it. Rear was there. He helped. Do you not remember the the 60, 90 clones that helped? No, you weren't there. Of course you don't they, remember. You, uh, well, if it makes you feel any better, Greer's dead. He's dead? How, how do, You're not going to have to deal with him anymore. How, how does that make us feel better? Oh, I thought you didn't like him. Just because you don't like somebody doesn't mean that they didn't give you some almost weird sense of security when they hock it out 90 other versions of themselves. I didn't dislike him. I just wanted to know what was happening. And Gwen just starts, like, spiraling the bracelets again. Sorry you had to find out this way. But, uh, they're, they're they're expecting us now. Oh, they also said not to talk to Henry. Hank. Hank? Hank, yeah. From the bus? Yeah, they, they, they stopped him at the roadblock and he keeps yelling about trying to get in and help someone. But He, he came back too? That's not, that's not great. Help someone. I was told we shouldn't talk with him. Is he trying to help the, the guy that, that, you, and, that you and Ivy were try, supposed to help? I don't think so. No. He's more hey. likely trying to help Nikki. Or what's left of Nikki. They were working together on this whole plan originally. Yeah. Yeah, they said he keeps yelling about some Stanford student. Just, we shouldn't concern himself with that. Shit. We totally just left her, didn't we? <laughs> we totally just left her. We didn't even, <laughs> we didn't even know. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We're awful. She'll be fine. No, she won't. Oh, no, no, no one's going to be fine. Damien, let's just drive. Let's just drive. We should just go. We need to go. Damien, like, reaches under the car again, like, under the seat again and starts the car again. <laughs> uh, you found a spare key. Um, so you, you, oh, I did. You, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> you, you originally like, started it with being like, there's no real lies on it. Check the dash just in case if there's something to help me leverage. And there's just like a hide a key that's like okay. magnetized. I was to just the I was prepared to it. have to do the Hollywood start every time, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I started up and just start driving the the remainder to the oval, remainder of the distance to the oval. Uh, sure thing. Yeah, about two miles down, you're just uh, a little more than half a mile out. And yeah, you, you come up to uh, a roadblock. Um, it's got the cones. It's got directions for a detour to head back, take a different frontage road. Um, and there is EG&E van along with a police uh, car that is there. There's, you know, 
two cars that are there. It looks like some local farmer ranting and raving who's like stepped outside of his truck talking about how he's got to get his pigs through and he's got this and he's got that. And there's like four giant pigs just like squealing and bumping around to each other. They seem freaked out. He's like, you hear him? You got your brat lights flashing around. I'm just trying to get on through there. Um, And he's just cursing up a storm at this police officer who's holding the roadblock. And then there you can see Hank Butler band member in a jacket just like pacing back and forth like in his car like looking down rubbing his face just outside like debating on like what to do and goes back to his car he's like please i just need to i need to check my friend she she's a student here she's she she hasn't to have i need to pick her up you said where they evacuated so i'm i'm here to evacuate her she can't leave if i can't get there she called last night you i and is just now pleading alongside this farmer who's berating, who's trying to ask for a police escort to pass. And you come up and this police officer sees your beat up car and the five of you piled into it and starts to move the gate, strong arm them away and start flagging you through the barricade. We sure we don't want to find Lisa? We want to find her, but we can't talk to Hank. If she's still in there, then whatever else is in there Look, we just have to go deal with what we've been sent to deal with, and hopefully we can get everybody else out, too. Um, as, as you're kind of like rolling around their cars and waiting for the cop to just clear a little bit more for you to get through, Hank recognizes the two people in the front seats, which I believe would be Ivy and Damien, if you all didn't switch up seats. Great. And just kind mm-hmm. of like runs up to your car and starts like tapping on the windows. Be like, Lisa, she called me last night. She was freaked out. You got to get her out of there. She just wanted to help. She said something about the Grove, the big swimmer guy. There's just tons of things happening. They said that they were just knocking on doors and grabbing people. I don't know what's happening. You have to. Yeah, there's Hank pounding on your rusted out makeshift dune buggies window, tapping repeatedly. Lisa, you have to like I they said that she heard something about the grove and take her to the trees and they needed at least 12 and just the, the help. They're not I don't know. I don't know if she got taken or she just got hurt, but keep find her. She said she's in the she's in the door. And as you're like starting to drive past, and then the guard again stiff arms Hank back, who's now just yelling behind the gate like just she's just trying to help she's got i don't know i can't and, and as it fades off as you begin to drive past hank is just shouting jumping up and down trying to get your attention kept on driving uh can i get a sanity roll from all of you as this wave of helplessness kind of just uh Nothing would you. make me more sane than to give you a sanity roll. Whoa. Ooh, never mind. <laughs> 73 on a 69. Nice. <laughs> I, oh, my sanity's 20, not 69 anymore. 28 on a 52. Nice. If you passed, you are not going to lose any sanity. If you failed, you will lose one as a wave of helplessness courses throughout your body. Right, 68. Cool. Barely made that one. I failed. Keep the streak. Keep the streak alive. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, but the fog is still dense. The orange flashing lights from the traffic stop and PG&E van makeshift cop car barricade quickly fades out from behind you. And as you uh, pull up forward and get to the Stanford campus and the point that you left it, the big oval of the rising trees there in a black car smoking a cigarette is someone in a black suit, black tie, white undershirt, have a loose ponytail tied behind their ears, jacket's a little oversized, puts it down, stamps it out, waves over. Don is... Is is that the guy? Must be. Yeah, they, they pull off a clipboard from the top of their car, flip it up, flips it back down after staring at it for a moment, eyes racing across the page. Knocks on your window to roll it down. They're uh, Damien. Yeah. Agent Miklos here. I've taken over the site. Um, I guess, uh, where's, where's, uh, it turns to the others. What was his name? Uh, Greer's shift has ended. That's what they call it. Well, let's, uh, get, a the first things first out of the way. Uh, Bryce Castle, Ivy Anderson. Uh, you want, you have a job as soon as you graduate. Ivy, you actually have a job, uh, whether you graduate or not, so. And if I don't want a job? Um, talk to me tomorrow and we'll take care of it. Fine. Uh, small note, though. Uh, whatever. Uh, what did you say it was? And, and looks back at Dawn. Barry. Whatever uh, Barry gave you, we'll have to take away. It's not impossible, but hurts like hell. We'll talk tomorrow. In 24 hours. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Welcome aboard for uh, what it's worth. What, what uh, brings you back? I didn't get much from the uh, phone call, but uh, seems like there's another flying entity about. You haven't seen it flying around here? Can't see much in this fog. That's uh, another drawback. The Cal student who, uh, I think, who brainchild did this, uh, his goddamn axe raid, um, she got a hold of it and uh, took off whatever that fucking weird goo you told us to put on it was, and um, now she's some sort of giant axe-handed wooden bear that apparently can fly. A sentence I didn't think I would ever say. Uh, yeah, you said girl. Is that Angela, Pietro, Nikki Wickles, or Barb Oakley? Nikki Wickles. Uh, crosses off, like, five names that are on the list on, like, the third piece of paper. Would I recognize all of 
those names that he just rattled off as members of the main track team? Uh, you would know some of them as students. Uh, Angela Pietro would be a fellow pre-med student, uh, also a senior, um, but like failed one of like the intro stats class that you're in that they need to graduate. So like they're taking it again for the second time and they've complained heavily about math. Uh, Barb okay. Oakley, you've only heard rumors about, but like you're pretty sure is a drug dealer on campus. Interesting. Okay. Also a senior. Most of you actually recognize, or uh, all of you have heard or met Barb Oakley, um, but uh, Angela Pietro probably only you would recognize the name Gwen, and of course you all know the name Nikki Wickles at this point. Unfortunately. Um, but yeah, just immediately crossed out some stuff. Uh, Agent Miklos picks up one of the two walkie-talkies on the belt. Uh, scenario four. And then just clips it back on. So you were saying the uh, aforementioned Nikki Wickles got a hold of the axe, wiped off the solution we applied in some fashion, and then used it to... Uh, uh, what did you say? Flying bear? Flying wooden axe-handed bear. Might have some damage. We uh, Bryce threw a football through her shoulder, and I think Ivy sicked a fire dog on her. Um, real cold face, no emotions, and then you hear fire dog, and like the agent like can't help but like an eyebrow like twitch, and like eyes dart into the back and then back forward. Right. Alright, um... This Miss Wickles, um, you hear her talking about anything when she had the axe, any sort of chanting? Yeah, she chanted a Cal Fight song. Uh, we are sons of California. We are something. Uh, goes into the car, opens up the back seat, like ruffles around in a bag, comes out with a journal. Um, and like walks it over, flips a couple page. We are sons of California fighting for the golden blue palms of glory. We will win for alma mater true. Yep, that's the one. All right. Uh, it takes the pen, circles that entire page, flips a couple pages. You didn't hear anything else? She said, um, you should have given me the axe sooner. Yeah, we... uh. <laughs> We believe her grandfather knew about the axe and its full potential, which is why he abandoned Stanford campus many years ago and banned his family from it. Um, but it seems that uh, on his passing just a few years ago, uh, his personal writings ended up with Miss Wickles. And she put one or two things together that we wish she hadn't. Things would be very different if that were not the case. But, semantics. We're going to need your help. Yeah, that seems to be a running theme. Despite our resources, boots on the ground is not high at the moment. Uh, at least in this region. Our uh, response time is a little lackluster, and you know what? All of this will be fine. It'll go away. In 32 hours, 42 minutes, and 16 seconds. That's the time frame we have to work with. 
what happens in 32 hours, 14 minutes, and three seconds. San Francisco Peninsula will dive into the water. I'm sorry? The San Francisco Peninsula will be bombed by the United States Air Force and will be taken off. It will be staged as a Russian airstrike and probably set off a very hot war. You you literally do not have boots on the ground for this? We have boots on the ground. We have me. We have the five of you and the uh, six other agents I have. We need to give an all-clear sign in just over 32 hours, or uh, millions of people will be wiped out. You're you're going to send four college sophomores in to prevent domestic terrorism? This is what I was talking about, Gwen. What, what have they exactly done that's so do impressive? You do? You don't get to talk, Miss Fire Dog! Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sending in anyone who has a chance of not just saving lives in the next two days, but of stopping an underwater invasion that is infeasible for humanity to stop. I believe you all spotted the cardinal. Our understanding, thanks to some knowledge provided by Dawn, as well as our own intel, it's not just one powerful entity. It is the youngest sibling of hundreds of creatures impervious to almost anything we can throw at it. Almost anything? Airstrike would work. So we need to find a way to blow it up. Fire seems to be the most effective. That's it. That's all you've got. Uh, We'd kind of figured that one out for ourselves. Fire, heavy velocity, constant, constant berating. So again, I'm not just sending in five college students. I'm sending in five adults that will be armed to the teeth and like walks away heads over to the trunk pops it open pulls out three thompson submachine guns and two handheld flamethrowers just has all three guns on the strap brings over the two flamethrowers has you like pop the hood of the car because it's got that fun engine on the back and it's got the empty hood up front and just slides like everything in Taps it. <sighs> Should help. Yep. Anything else? Info? Anything? Guess I'm an open book right now. You want specifics? You want my general understanding of the situation? If you were sending five people in to We're possibly... Continue. Sorry, a lot is coming to light right now. Does it have weak points? Just anything. About 
20 years ago. We encountered the Cardinal previously. Various Molotov cocktails, shotgun blasts, even the axe got used against it. Acted up into bits. Lost three agents of the five that went. We thought this problem was taken care of. We've been monitoring. And then our reading showed that another axe was activated. Another? So, another. We removed the original axe 20 years ago. The uh, first thing we had Agent Greer do was make sure that it was still in the bank down at Santa Cruz. It was. He left it there, came up here, met the five of you as soon as he got on campus. So, being an open book, 20 years ago, what worked was constant gunfire, accelerated flames, and hacking at it with a magical axe. I don't suppose there's any chance that maybe you brought that extra magical axe up here for us to use, or... I don't know. Fuck, did any of your agents fight in Vietnam? You got some fun, illegal flame that you can procure us from the army or something? I already have three illegal submachine guns loaded up in the front of your car, as well as two flamethrowers capable of throwing flame to 15 feet at 2,000 degrees temperature. Wow, if I had known that, I would have brought my protective gear. Thanks. Appreciate that. Huh. Humor. Sorry. My dad always said I dealt with tragedy through comedy. Yeah, we're not at the tragedy yet. Hmm. Um, you mentioned the grove, where it might be. Uh, we have five possible locations. My team is clearing the second at the moment. We believe these groves are code for places within the Axe Committee. The sworn protectors of the Axe, which most of the time is just normal college students looking for a way to get the most out of their college experience. Within that group is an estranged assortment of students. Ones that become privy to the inner workings of what the axe is actually capable of. Who the axe actually serves. The axe isn't a weapon. It's a tool. It doesn't destroy, it gathers. Anything it destroys, whether it be banners at games, whether it evokes chants from complete strangers, whether it actually is used to take a life. All of this is converted into energy for the Cardinal. Every football game with Cal, every basketball game with Cal, every time someone touches the axe for good luck, every time someone walks by and gets a little tune stuck in their head, is another piece of energy ready for the harvesting. The longer Cal holds it, the more energy seeps out of it. But uh, the second axe seems to have gotten a lot more power than the first. Maybe games are more well attended. Maybe more students have gone missing on campus. So no, 
I don't have an axe to give you. Our running theory is the axe was used to take the uh, essence away from what we are dubbing the Cardinal. Which means it just stored its own life force back in the tool it was using to gather force. Once someone made a new axe, they were able to get that energy. Apparently, you can make more axes at the various groves. So there isn't even much of a point to destroying the axes. We currently have an entity who has now shared its form with the axe and all power that it holds. And they're coming for more power. My guess is you're going to find that uh, flying bear creature you talked about trying to hunt down the cardinal. Whoever wins is going to get a mighty, mighty boost of energy. I'm rooting for the bears. We can deal with power-crazed humans. Hell, those are the easy calls. But that thing, not interested. And Nikki, a.k.a. Hand Axe Flying Bear, is a power-crazed human. Our running theory is she discovered her grandfather's writings. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't, I don't care what your theory is, but you, but you classify her as someone you can, as someone you can take care of. Yes. The bear. Yes. In the current form. Yes. Why the fuck are we even here? Gotta find the bear. Gotta clear out the grove sites. And, uh, gotta make sure millions of people don't get bombarded in a cover-up scheme that the Russians have suddenly started to attack San Francisco. That bear broke through our front line and sacked us back in front of back in front of the sorority rolled us what makes you think that we have a chance at something that's even more powerful than it three machine guns two flamethrowers a mechanically enhanced throwing arm gifted to you by an alien species some girl that is able to summon ifrits from a, another plane as well as a young man who can shoot fireballs out of their hands that could literally melt any possible surface that we know on earth and some that we do not know about on earth where are the other six at the, you say they're at the groves they're at grove site two they're clearing it now should be hearing back soon I'd like to send you out to grove site five faster we clear them faster we make sure there's not another axe being made we evacuated campus to make sure there wasn't required materials for another axe. But uh, based on your friends ranting and ravings, that might not be the case. They need 12 students? The more people they have, the faster they can make an axe. Got it. We uncovered some uh, traces. It's usually one person held for months at a time. Repeatedly tortured bloodletting and rituals with multiple peoples tied to the necessary trees they could expedite this process to two hours none of the participants are going to make it but uh I don't think they're really concerned about that worst case scenario they already have an axe absolute worst case scenario they have multiple great where's grove site 5 uh pulls out like a map of the Stanford campus and has one, two, three, four, and five written on it kind of in the outskirts. Um, looking at the map, they're kind of weird places. Like most of them are off campus, but they're like just off of foot trails or they're in someone's backyard. Um, 
five happens to be on the backside of someone's house. Big open property, maybe like four or five acres of it, but seems to be at like the northwest corner of some house that is near enough to campus. Site five is the uh, backyard of an alumni. Purchased the house 40 years ago. Been in the family ever since. 100 to 1 odds says uh, they were part of the original XCOM. Must be nice having that kind of money and legacy and whatever else this bullshit is. That's what we're here for. Humankind's legacy. Yeah. Look, it's not an easy job. It's, fuck, it's not a job. It's a war. Every day, inside and out. It's beyond war. It touches not just your body, not just your mind, your relationships, your fears, your hopes. But if we don't do it, we lose. And honestly, we lose a lot. But the wins we scrape out, we make sure parents can keep on doing their jobs. We make sure siblings can actually enjoy a beer. Our lives are forever changed from this. Yours already have been. We're just trying to make sure millions and thousands of others aren't. Happy to answer more questions, but if we want to clear these sites, thankfully with a new team, I only got about another five minutes to spare. Oh, let's just roll. I'm done with questions. Let's just go. Damien, you seem quiet. Why wouldn't you just evacuate everybody? We did. Our understanding is everyone on campus has been evacuated other than the barricades that we have entering campus. As far as headcount go, we keep getting a closer and closer number. As of an hour ago, we were missing 55 people. As of 10 minutes ago, we were missing 26. It's hard to keep track of this many people, especially when there's people within the campus that don't want to evacuate. Especially when there's ones that we don't have headcounts for. We don't have a headcount for these private residencies out in the outskirts. Someone went and knocked. Someone told them to leave. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. You guys are okay, really just turned, on top of on your this. job. Oh, are you, are you talking about why don't we just evacuate the entire peninsula? Yeah. The only thing worse than losing all of those lives in the doomsday situation would be for them to know the truth. I don't think we'll agree on this one. He like rolls up, you know, like sits up, rolls up the window, starts the car. If everyone had your knowledge, you think society would keep moving on? You think people would look for cures for diseases? You think people would worry about investment banks, the economy? You think anyone gives a shit what they're going to eat next week? If you understand the nightmares that exist at high noon, constantly under places that are supposed to be safe, it's worth fighting against. Gwen leans. That's the roof. Yeah, Gwen leans over. Dawn presses like a middle finger up to the window and just kind of turns to Damien. Let's just go. Happily. And drive away. Sure With thing. The fury. Mm hmm. Um, you for sure have uh, the instructions on how to get to this house. It's not going through campus, but actually going back the way you came. Um, but instead of taking a left, the way you went back to get to the 280, past that tree farm, past that gas station you stopped at, you're taking a right. So you're moving further into um, Palo Alto. And you do eventually come up this like winding road and up to this nice big manor iron gate going left and right 
pretty much surrounding the entire property at the top of a hill that then crests over into some wooded areas behind it. Okay. I'll turn to I'll turn to Gwen and just be like, okay, what's the is there what's the actual plan here? We've got three machine guns and two flamethrowers plus whatever Ivy and Dawn feel like they can do, which don't feel like you have to use that. I don't I don't know what that is, but it looks like it's not great. So um Look. Machine guns provide suppressing fire and flamethrowers light it up, I guess. I think Don and I will do whatever we have to do to make sure that we don't have to bomb out the entirety of the peninsula. Yeah, they didn't tell me that part last night. Yeah, that's that's a lot of new information. You guys think there's even six other people at Grove 2? God, I hope so. Don kind of like nods the head. There seemed to be a good number of people down there last night. I'm sure there's more where that came from. Let's go light it up, yeah? Have you guys all considered that we're gonna die in there? Yeah. Very much so, actually. Okay. And we're all just resigning ourselves to that? I mean, I kind of got the impression that we would be killed without prejudice or with, you know, with great prejudice as we left. I don't know about you, but I got family in Daly City, San Francisco. Got friends who wanted to live off campus. They don't have class on Monday. They're downtown San Francisco in a shitty apartment. God, I can name 20, 30 people that I know by name. It's my life for theirs. Fine with that. I don't know anyone out here but you guys, but I don't want people dying because I decided to do nothing. Look, no one's technically forcing us to do this. But there's that piece way down inside me that knows if my inaction caused someone else not just pain, but the stuff that we've seen, I I don't want to live with myself. So yeah, if I go in there and I die, that might be the easy way. First, do no harm. Second, take no shit. Let's go. Yeah, Donald. Right. Donald, climb over whoever's in the front to get on out. Oh yeah, Bryce is get getting out as well. And then just kind of look back and like, I'm not gonna judge you if you want to go, Damien. But uh, there's a there's a lot there's a lot more to what we think is a lot more. And I'm sorry to say, but there's no not enough room on this planet for you to run away from it. Damien looks at him and like. Try. Very, like, very calmly just goes, oh, we're all good, man. Let's do it. And just walks past him. All right. Uh, uh, through the front door, see if anyone's home. A hop a fence, go around back. Who wants a machine gun? Who wants a flamethrower? I want a flamethrower, but I'll take a machine gun because I think I probably have more experience with guns than most of you. Except maybe Bryce. You grew up in the sticks too, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, just a heads up out of character. If you want to use a flamethrower, it's going to be dex times five you. that you're rolling for because it go. is just a matter of like point. Make sure it doesn't get on you when it gets on them. Uh, for the uh, machine guns, it will be your firearms. Um, it will be doing 10% lethality as long as you are shooting it in its burst, in its uh, three round burst that it has. And if uh, you want to single fire it for more accuracy, uh, it'll only be 1d10, but single firing it will give you a plus 20% you hit. 
Uh, I will take the flamethrower. As will Ivy. Yeah, I uh, like my dex is super good for flamethrower, but I also know that <laughs> out of character, I also know that Zepp and I are the only ones who took yeah. extra points in firearms. So I think we'll take the machine. Guns. We're gonna Mark. You're gonna have to forget us, but, yeah. but we're gonna meta down on this one, my my dude. Uh, no, you you are <laughs> yeah. totally able. To. <laughs> yeah, no, this is the one time we're gonna try to meta this. <laughs> That's totally fine. The one time. But yeah, uh, just that one time. <laughs> just as I jing- but as I jingle my homemade bracelets to help with noise suppression, so that I keep my wits about me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Don will happily take the uh, ma- machine gun as well, and is going to like clear the chamber so it like pulls back on a lever. The first bullet loads in. He go ahead and closes it, goes through, grabs a couple of magazines, hands it to everyone, points out safety, mag release, this, that, and like strings it over his backside. Okay, we're we're doing this? Uh over the fence, through the front door, around the back. I think uh clear site five. Great. I can go jump a fence. Who wants to kick in a door? I've always wanted to kick in a door. <laughs> um D- D- don just kind of like looks at you real quick he's like you should probably just punch it with your good arm oh i was going to <laughs> um i guess i'll go through the front at this point i don't really care about being quiet so yeah let's go save our world great i'm gonna flank the back i'll you know scream in terror if anything jumps me I'll come with you, Gwen. Okay. Ivy, Bryce? Yeah. I am sorry about last night. I know it doesn't matter much anymore, but uh, for what it's worth. You know, I really hope that we are able to have a long talk about that after this is over. Me too. It is what it is. Let's go. All right. Uh, Damien, are you going fence or are you going front door? I'm going to go with, in the front door with, uh, with, with Bryce. Let's do it. We got Bryce, Don, and Damien heading up to that front door. Uh, you two want to head left or right? Or are you both going to take one side of the house? Because essentially you're, you're coming up to a walkway of kind of a two-story mansion-esque house. There's a two-car garage off to the right side, and then the fence butts right up against the building. It's eight feet tall, black iron gold spikes up at the top seems like it's more so for decoration than it is to be an actual security measure but it stands tall it runs deep into the fog and it seems that there is an abundance of leaves there's nice big trees on both sides of the fence and uh this person did not rake over the fall there are wet damp various browns covering the ground only thing that's really clear around here is the walkway up to the front door and the driveway up to the garage. Well, now that you describe it, I'm regretting my choice. But is there you can a, change your mind? Is you there have a, new information? Is there a visible gate? On there is not side? a gate on either side. I want to go right to the side where the garage is because I feel like there's more likely to be a gate entrance on that side, or the ability to bust through the garage and get from the garage to the back. Sure thing. And you're staying together or are you flanking the house? Your call. I feel like we might do better off flanking. That's probably wrong, but we'll see. 
divide and conquer time old tactic divide and die uh, yeah that's it's it, it, that's never gone wrong for any a D party ever yeah no it's not never party. yep <laughs> declaring now that i am going to sling the machine gun on one arm but also sling my tool bag with all its accoutrement on the other yeah no i'm i'm giving you all the benefit of the doubt if you say you have a thing at this point you have a thing so Great. I'm just trying Other to. Other than, like, I have a holy hand grenade and I'm going to blow up the big baddie oh, with one throw. I was just going to say, I have it. the Ark of the Covenant right here. <laughs> that is actually a good point. Do I have a recipe for napalm in oh, my yeah. anarchist? <laughs> Everybody knows it's just I, gasoline I, and kitty litter. I just wanted to know because there was this whole point in the first episode of pages being torn out. There so were pages to being torn out. There <laughs> were. I believe I specifically said there is no recipe for napalm because you couldn't make an actual bomb. That's what um, I thought. I just so, wanted to yeah, double check for you the didn't sake have of napalm, double checking. You didn't have pipe bomb. You did have Correct. some drug recipes. That's um, right. I can make meth, but not yeah. napalm. Cool. You, you, you can make meth, smoke bombs, stink bombs, bath some bombs? survival like starter fluid. Yes, some fragrant bath bombs. Um, Great. But, I will... but nothing incredibly lethal. I just wanted to double check. I will make uh, meth and bath bombs later if I survive this. But for the time being, I will not waste my time on that. So yes, I'm going to go right toward the garage side. And if Ivy wants to go left and flank, that's fine with me. Uh, if there's a clear way to get around towards the left, then I will go to the left. If I run into like an impassable area, I'll, I, I would double back. Got it. Uh, Gwen, I forget. Did I end up giving you the unnatural skill? No, I do not have the unnatural skill. Only Ivy does. Cool. Got uh, it the hard way. <laughs> no worries then. Yeah. So one going right, three going down the middle up to the front door, one going left. Let's start with our door team. I look at Dawn and Damien. So just go in just smash it good luck i i, I holster the uh, the machine gun and get into a football line line squat hut, hut, motherfucker and then i just run at it right shoulder forward shatter the door <laughs> uh give me an athletics minus 50 because or plus 50 because i'm superhuman what'd you get 46 on i believe a, a 50. yeah on, on yeah on a 50 that that's yeah, a, that's a success holy shit that, that's a huge success um yeah with with this newfound strength you're not any better at controlling it than you were your arm beforehand but the effects are heavily amplified for what you were Yay! able to do um but yeah you get that running start after that hut hut motherfucker just Wow, right into it. And it's not the power from your feet. It's not the power from your core. You've got great form for it. But there's something about when your shoulder hitting that door and your entire arm, you can just feel the ripple of flexing coming out in such a way that it just takes this door off the hinges and ends up shooting the door all the way down the hall and just like colliding with a table off to the side as doors open loud noise has partaken in uh, the house. And so at this point you realize this house is dark with the fog. Even in the daylight, it's kind of bright and easy to see, but inside this house, there is no power. 
there is no lights. There is not a light source in this house other than what ambient light can get through the thin curtains on all of the windows which are drawn. But before you is a hallway. To your left is a living room, stairs up to the right, and it looks like uh, another kind of study off to the right and beyond that, a laundry room. It looks like it may lead into a garage. It's dark. It's quiet after the door goes flying 20 feet into the house before colliding with a table. Basement? Wait, wait, where, Don, where, where would the grove be? Uh, map, map said it was backyard. All right. I'm not a good climber, so I didn't really want to go over the fence, but it also sounds like it's real quiet in the house. Yeah, come on, let's, let's fucking go. And I take the machine gun off and start, start moving towards the back of the house slowly and alertedly mark i'm checking for traps this is me checking for <laughs> traps this the the, oh, the equivalent metagamer the, the equivalent of checking for traps <laughs> no you have to describe how you would check for traps um yeah no go ahead and give me an alertness roll uh that's an odd eight nice dude, uh, don also awesome rolled today. dude don also rolled a crit so like this is great crit uh, success. Dean, if you'd like to make an alert uh yes Ooh success. Damien, if you'd also like to roll an alertness on your way in. Happily. 38 on a 50. Yeah. You all enter the house slowly, assuredly. You feel for sure empowered. Like You have some serious firepower in your hands right now. You're also all coming to a realization most of your group is above human capabilities. You've got two magic users. You've got some guy with a super jacked up arm. You're now carrying illegal firearms that have military grade. And two of you have felt the power that the axe can give. You're feeling confident. And you're checking for things that seemed like would only be a thing in the movies. There's no tripwire at the door that the door didn't set off. There's no strange paint buckets or anything in the air. And even. Dawn kind of holds his breath, takes a listen. There's no movement in the house. Press onto the backyard. Yeah, I think we got. We have to get there as soon as possible. They may need our help. Um. Yeah, and you start making your way on through that house, but it seems eerily quiet. As you pass, you can see many photos of two, three different Stanford graduations. You can see family photos. Everyone is in Stanford paraphernalia. Um, you can even see a poorly done replica of the axe, um, except it only has the scores of all of the games that Stanford won. It, you eventually come into like the den area where they've got a TV, multiple couches lined up, and you can see paraphernalia on the wall, yearbooks from Stanford and local high schools. This is a Stanford home through and through. I mean, it's close enough to almost be on campus. It's uh, a bit strange, but it confirms that, yeah, Stanford runs deep in this house. You make your way towards the backyard, and as you get there, you can see it's just sloping down. It seems to be piles of leaves here and there, and lining almost kind of a path that comes up behind a, a, a row of these evergreen bushes. Um, a, a path kind of winds down. And there's a, a faint glow on the other side of those hedges. 
down at the back corner of the property. Let's head over to uh, Ivy. Ivy, you're on the uh, left side of the house. This is not the side with the garage. You can see the boys knock the door in just handedly. You can even hear it rattle about the house as you start your way up over that fence. You're not under pressing of time or anything like that. You can get over the fence just fine as you're not rushed to do so. But it's a difficult climb. Wasn't easy. I had to take two or three attempts at it, but you were able to hop on over and yeah, you come to the other side of maybe four or five inches of just wet, unraked leaves covering this entire property. Um, you can see the windows on the side of the house. All the blinds are closed, but it's just a, a thin veil, but no lights on in the house. You can't really see in. Um, can't even see the shadows of your compatriots moving on through the house. Uh, but you make your way up over that fence. And as you come along the side of the house, you can see a, a small cleared out trail that begins to wind down the backside of this hill that the property is atop. You can see that line of hedges. You can see a bit of a glow behind. And you can hear just inside your head Dawn's voice. You scared too? I don't know. You see anything? Lights at the back of the property, where they said the grove location might be. Yeah, that's all I'm seeing too. Lights might mean ritual. Oh. It's going to be fine, Don. Okay. And yeah, you are able to make your way around the side of the house. There's a shed off to the side. Seems to have had its um, doors thrown open. Um, various tools are inside. A lawnmower has been pulled out of it. Um, just a push lawnmower, big red bag for collecting leaves. But other than that, not much uh, not much strangeness on this side of the trail down. As you make your way, you can see the uh, the other three start to open the back door that was unlocked, and they're about to leave the house. Uh, Gwen, over on the right side of the house. Again, you uh, jump over your uh, fence, too, and you uh, clunk down three, four inches, big, wet leaves kind of line the uh, side of this property. And you can feel in your bones craving for the axe. But on the side of this garage, no real windows to speak of. There's, you know, a bit of an outlet up top seems to be like pushed open, but it's maybe eight feet up onto the side of the garage. Not really going to be anything you can see into, but it's quiet on this side. The fog's dense. You can see it kind of shifting around like clouds crawling on the floor. It's eerie. There's no way really into the house, but over the fence wasn't too bad and see once you get to about the halfway point same trail same hedges and just the faint glow on the other side not just the natural sunlight on this sunday morning around 11 a.m but uh a warmer probably a more uh fire started glow much like the torches you saw from underneath the uh tower i want to look up as i proceed cautiously toward this glow do I see power lines above me or power lines that run into the house? Yeah, there, there's some power lines. Uh, it's not on the garage, but up onto the house, the garage side. So you could theoretically get onto the garage, then get up onto the side of the house and then get to the top of the house. And that's where the power lines connect. Okay. But um, And then there's a like phone pole and power line, the 75 feet just on the other side of the fence. So the street side of the fence. And then it goes off cutting through the hills towards campus. Okay. Just want to make note of that. Sure thing. I will 
proceed toward the uh, non-electrical lighting and the non-sunlit lighting. Sure thing. You make your way around the house and you can all kind of see the fanned out group now. The two of you at the far sides, three of you kind of following down the trail, but the other two can kind of kick your way down the hill, not too difficultly, uh, from the uh, leaves. And you all start making your way on down, I assume. No. <laughs> there is always time to turn tail and run. Some of you may be forced we to do so. did our part. <laughs> That's it. Stream's over. We're leaving. Bye. House <laughs> is clear. Time to go. <laughs> Bryce definitely uh, proceeds down the down the trail uh, out the back with the gun drawn. Sure thing. Uh, with your alertness rolls from earlier. Oh, Gwen and Ivy, go ahead and give me an alertness roll. Did not have you do that when you hopped up the fence. Oh, fuck me. Don't worry. We both failed. No, <laughs> but I 77 on a 60. That's a crit. Fail. That's a bad. That's oh, a that real a bad one too. I'm sorry. That was that's a crit, Bront. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was too busy looking for where the power lines were, and I didn't notice something more important. It's fine. What could uh, possibly power lines go are kind wrong? of important? Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's good. Um, you didn't get electrocuted, probably. God, I hope not. That's the one thing I should be able to avoid. Yet? Um, yeah, as. As you're walking for Don, Bryce, and Damien, you can hear about halfway down muffled resistance. So you can start to hear <laughs> quietly, faintly, much quieter than I was able to do it, but echoed 12, 15 times. It, uh, it's your boy. doesn't sound pleasant. Sounds soft but echoed, of almost like someone biting down on a gag. But you're still thirty feet away from rounding those hedges, so pretty loud for a muffled gag. Or Gwen, uh, you kick through a pile of leaves, um, and from that pile of leaves, you can just see a blood-stained hand. Looks like right between the two middle fingers was split all the way down to about the elbow. It's just kind of flopping there. And there's definitely just that little like high-pitched clutch in the throat. Can I get a sanity roll as you yep, discovered a mutilized dead body? You know, I thought going pre-med was going to save me from the body horror level of bullshit. And then you haven't done enough cadavers from... Yeah, you haven't you know, done that yet. Yeah. You're pre-med, you're not post-med. I'm so good at frogs. I failed. <laughs> you don't. Uh, I, I don't know why you even asked, but yes, I failed. Uh, you're going to lose one point of sanity. Okay, thanks. Um, because the more terrifying thing is it's not that this person has been brutally murdered. They have been brutally split apart and are still alive. The leaves rustle and underneath it is a Stanford coat with a big badge that has two axes on it. And there is a bleeding face kind of coming out from underneath the leaves that kind of turns and tries to faintly scream out, There you come! As their throat begins to gurgle as they move their head, opening up one of their other wounds, hence they begin to bleed out. 
I reach into my bag, grab my scalpel, reach down and just slice their throat to end it. You just open up the further hole that was already there. They may have been gone before you got there, but they're for sure gone. Great. But yeah. Stanford student, Stanford sweater, Axcom badge. Every part of them is mangled. Um, do I recognize this Axcom student? Was this? You do not. Okay. This was a, a, okay. a gentleman of nondescript features. Just double checking because I spotted at least a couple of them we were here before. So great. Um, I will take a very deep breath and then keep going. Uh, it's at this point, too, you begin to notice there are four or five clumps of leaves that look like they've been pushed into mounds that could resemble this one. But as you make your way down, you can all start to hear the muffled <laughs> of what is 18 people being periodically tortured. You come across and are able to look into this small gathering. And in the middle of this gathering are three large trees that have six people tied all the way around them. Around each tree, there is a person that seems to have a long branch that is periodically chanting and then digging it into someone, whether it be in between a rib, into the neck, in between their hands, under the armpit just chanting and then upon stopping the chant digging it into one of these six people that gather around and as they pull it out the stick seems slightly thicker with a bigger red clump of metal at the top you come around the corner and there are just three people roaming around these big thick trunks each of which have six people tied to them each of which has a rope around their mouth around the back of their head that is then connected to the head and then wrapped around the head of the person next to them so that way they're all gagged and tied to the tree mm. by their mouths by underneath their elbow or by underneath their pits across their arms at the wrist across their knees and across their ankles they're all about a foot off the ground of various heights stanford students stanford employees even a strange gas attendant making a sanity roll no, this is this is this is fine. I don't. Why do you, you want a sanity roll? Into a weird blood ritual. It's fine. Yeah, it's just it's just another day at the office. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Twenty-seven. See, another day at the office. Another day at the office. Oh, and for Don. Oh my God, did Don actually make a sanity? <laughs> I'm so proud it's of a you, blood Don. ritual. He should be fine. <clears throat> you and oh. Alondra both have one What's successful there, sanity roll. I now have two. I rolled an odd three on that one. Excellent. I see a crit uh, fail face. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> but if anybody wants to come through with that crit success real quick, <laughs> let me know. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> let me know. Uh, What's up, y'all? Not are, are, are we accepting player uh, bids, or is it only... Nah, okay. No, okay. absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know what happens. Um, uh, I rolled a 96 on a 52. It's not a crit fail, so it's the same as if you got a 53 on a 52. Um, you're going to lose two points of sanity. Uh, anyone who succeeded sick. is not going to lose any. Wow, that's not You were... You Generous. were somewhat braced for there might be a weird ritual that involves hostages slash kidnap victims. There will be blood? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. 
uh, there is quite a bit. Um, the real horrifying part of this is every single one of these people have holes in them. Every single one of them is just oozing blood. It's not pouring out, but it is trickling down enough so that the leaves around are not the natural brown. It is the unnatural brown of dried blood. It seems like this has maybe been going on for 45, 50 minutes, maybe close to an hour. And it seems like, based on your other knowledge, there are three axes in the process of being made. Looking around, you can see a tall, completely bald man that keeps driving the stick in, seemingly harder than everyone else. And his branch from this tree seems to be the closest in shape to an axe. It has a long handle and a ball slightly smaller than a, a baseball of iron at the top. And it just continuously is getting poked in and out of these people in between his chanting. Then there are two others. Can Ivy do something I, gross? Sure. <laughs> get, get in here, Ivy. You, uh, oh, oh, let me finish my description. You can see the big, bald man aggressively uh going through his ritual you can see a woman that seems to be thin slender crying as she does the ritual but is still proceeding and uh another short stocky man who just keeps checking back over to the big bald guy repeatedly doing the same thing that he does and just less of a vigor ivy what would you like to do what idea has struck your mind at this crazy well... moment on a sunday afternoon I uh, am under the impression that I am under a vast amount of dead bodies that may or may not have a copious amount of goo coming out of them. She, That's uh, true. Yeah. Um, the nearest, the nearest down body. Um, she's just kind of going to uh, hang out next to it, hover, and just uh, cast her little enchantment. What was your alertness roll from earlier? It was a failure, correct? It was a failure. It was not a critical failure. Excellent. Uh, so you can I... see the people okay, that are great. tied up on the trees that are still alive, gagged, and are having their blood let from them. You haven't yeah. been able to put together that there are dead bodies potentially Around in the me. mounds. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Then I guess this is going to be a little bit brighter, maybe, TBD, than I thought. Um, so um, if I happen to cast on one of those alive giant IV bags, it'd be fine. What happened? No. Um, I mean, I wanted to do something more casual, but if I'm not actually near any of them, it's a little different. A little bit. Um, but as, as you come around, these people are heavily engrossed into their rituals that they're trying to perform. Um, so you're able to kind of make eyes, figure out some sort of plan of attack, but um, it is a certainly a sight to behold. You mentioned IV bags. I don't think we have a bag of blood in your uh, med kit. That seems a little out there. In my med kit? Yeah. No. Um... That would be kind of heinous to have on hand. <laughs> I was like, hmm. and I don't think you would have taken it from a lab. The, no, the closest thing I would have is I pr I might have a bottle of saline. Yeah. 
It's like exactly the same thing as blood. I would almost certainly have a bottle of saline solution. I would probably have some hydrogen peroxide, and I think we established I have, and I'm still hoping that I have this right, a bottle of like benzidine. I think that's the one that's like the orange antiseptic shit that was very common. Yeah, those are probably the main things I have. I also have some dyes that are used in experiments to make sure you can track which things are mixing with which things. True, true. Yeah, no, no, no big blood source there. Um, it does dawn on you, Ivy. Mm-hmm. You're not sure what the range of the spell is. You're you've always been there. You've always been holding and using your own blood. Mm-hmm. Could be worth a shot. You're uh, hopefully picking up what I'm putting down. Sure thing. <laughs> cool. Um, I guess more so... You know what? Let's have you roll a power. Okay. And see what happens from there. As you reach out and uh, try to start this spell up. Ooh. Ooh. Power. Power. Oh, that's not as exciting as I thought. Um, I got a 55 on a 70. That is very exciting. For a 55, double. I thought my power was 55. It was going to be like, blah! But I'm... But your power is even higher, which means it's a crit success as you begin to go through these 15 syllables and you're just kind of reaching out. You know your wounds are covered. You're not really too sure where this blood may come from. With a crit success, do you want to reach the closest tree? Do you want to reach all of the trees? Mm. With a crit success, you get choices. Mm-hmm. This is not how I was expecting this to go, so I'm just going to go for broke. Let's go for all the trees. All the trees. Beautiful. Yeah. And do you want high or low? <laughs> I want high. Got it. Yes. Um, so as you reach out, you can see the blood at the feet of all these trees turn up into a mist and it definitely kind of pauses the chanting and the rituals and you can see the blood of these victims also begin to mist the ones that have at least left the body you can even see the blood kind of evaporate off of these daggers and it begins to swirl into the middle and begins to sweep up into a giant cone and then it creates a fist size drop of ash that then plummets down and as soon as it touches the center of these three trees from it erupts a 30 foot spire of flame and out of it come (laughs) six arms one in each direction and then from below comes out just a spherical base as there is now a 30 foot by 45 foot wide in every direction, giant green and blue flamed creature that seems to have various coal eyes floating up and down it as it has absorbed every droplet of blood in an arc in front of you. I'm also going to need you to roll 2d6. Oh my. I have to get a whole extra d6. Yeah. Uh, I need everyone else to make a sanity check. Mm. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Sorry. <laughs> that was unplanned. Ooh, that's a big fail. 87. Oh, three. 
I have broken my streak. That's two you did it. That's incredible. I'm scared, in fact. I'm also rolling terrible for this sanity loss for y'all. So if you failed, you're not in too much danger. Uh, if you succeeded, you're going to lose one. If you failed, you're going to lose three. Uh, what did you get on your 2d6 there, uh, Christy? I got seven total. Awesome. You are going to lose seven points of sanity. As, kind of as you cast this spell, you can actually hear in the back of your brain a very high-pitched cacophony of voices ringing out like a choir of beings that are so excited to be here. And you can feel them kind of just leave out through your mouth with like a warm breath, shoot forward, gather that blood, turn it to dust, make it into ash, drop it down, open the portal, and there's probably 30 or 40 sentient flame creatures that are making up this gigantic form. Uh, you can also hear cry out in the back of your mind, Dawn has a searing pain that goes through. Uh, you're also going to lose three points of willpower as this is incredible draining on your Oopsie. body. Oh, shit. There's another stat you can lose. Yeah, but, I mean, forgot all like, about willpower. Just, mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like not like we're doing this next week. May as well just spend it. Let's go. Go all spend in. It. Go I, all in. <laughs> pretty much it. That also just reminded me that I am also down for my OG willpower, and that makes me concerned. What's the worst that can happen? I mean, what happened last time? Somebody wound up in space. Somebody wound up in the Wild West. And everybody else was dead. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it's totally fine. So as you're all kind of coming around the corner, this gigantic inferno of a creature is formed, and immediately two arms come to each of the people that are doing these rituals, and they just try to completely engulf and rend and, like, burn them through. The small, timid girl who seemed like she hit was formerly crying while doing this ritual is just immediately incinerated with a high-pitched scream, and it just ends up lighting up into a pyre, and her axe, or the makings of her axe, falls to the ground and then shrivels back to maybe a 12-inch long stick of just a normal branch before it burns up in the fire, too. The gentleman, who seemed to be a bit more timid but following along, is hit out of the way and goes maybe 30, 40 feet, seems to be unconscious and on fire. And the big, burly guy with the uh, predominant axe that seemed to be the most form is able to dive, slide out of the way, and runs over to his fallen comrade and plunges his axe head through his head into his spine, begins to chant, pulls it out, and an arc of blood comes almost like a perfect rainbow back onto the head of the axe where it finishes forming. And we're going to start off with the top of the initiative order. Before we do that, and I'm <laughs> sorry because I know this truncates myself, there was a lot of screaming that just happened. Do I need to roll for that? Because yeah, I... give, give us give us a power roll as yeah. the screaming isn't so much what you hear. It's the sudden combustion uh, around you. Also, all of you, except for Don and Ivy, feel incredibly hot. You is 
you want to cover your eyes. You want to go anywhere else. You would love to remove your clothes. It feels like you're in an oven. You said a power roll? Power roll. That is a 55 on an 80, which is a critical success. Dope. For this encounter, you will not need to roll again for loud noises. God bless. Yeah, you are good. You <laughs> you like narrow in. You kind of just have that like small tinnitus ring in your ears alongside. You're completely focused on the light jingling of the very lightweight bracelets on your on your. Yep, I just keep rolling them. Yeah, now you're not gonna have to roll when you fire your own gun. Thank God, <laughs> that was a thing I was exceedingly worried about. You are absolutely good there, and this is going to bring up our fastest member, Bryce. I, I just, like, look around for any one of my friends. So, the guy? Or the tree? What are we shooting? Guy with the axe! Guy with the axe! Fuck! And Bryce Bryce runs down to, like, get a better angle on the guy. Yeah, uh, sure. You're, just... you're able to, like, sidestep around kind of the, of the tree, and you're able to draw your gun on him. Yeah, I, uh, I want to shoot, uh, and I want to... Uh... Is a called shot going to make me waste a turn here? A called it... shot will make it more difficult to land the shot. Aiming would give you a bonus, but you wouldn't get to attack this round. So, like, if you wanted to intentionally try to shoot him in the head, you can do so. It'll be at a minus 20%. If you want to shoot him in the lower half, it would be, like, minus 10. It kind of depends on how much of an ace shot you want to do. If you're like, I want to hit him in the eyeball... Minus uh, it's, four. It, it's a pretty ace shot. I'm like, I want to directly bisect both of his wrists with one <laughs> shot to disarm this motherfucker. <laughs> what would be my difficulty check for that, Mark? Minus don't tell 40. me. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Um, Just spray. Just spray. Oh, minus yeah. 40. Go for that motherfucker. That'll be 10. <laughs> That'll be a 10%. It's yeah, like no. we're fucking doing I'm, it next week. But also, it, <laughs> he is human. If you yeah. put him full of bullets, he can't really hold anything. I mean, he's got a full he's got a full axe. We already know. If you're holding the axe, they're not human. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm just going to shoot him normally. They're not not human. I was there when he told you to pad your stats when you <laughs> held the axe. <laughs> it's true. Uh, go ahead and roll. Damn it. What just happened? <laughs> the 91. I looked away for a second and I hear a thump and a damn it. 91. It's not a crit, okay. but it's not a good shot either. Uh, th yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, no, you you let out a burst and the the kickback of an automatic weapon definitely surprises you. And yeah, just bullets kind of arc around uh, his beam. Uh, that is going to bring up Ivy. You yeah. feel exhausted. You feel somewhat violated by what was 30 sentient creatures gleefully coming out for destruction. You feel real drained and very powerful. Uh, you also feel a little cool. Like as in well, as temperature, as cool. there is a roaring flame in front of you and <laughs> right. it feels yeah. like a soft breeze. Whereas yeah. everyone else is wincing from the pain and looking away from the giant inferno that sits before them, which is of blue green flames speckled with black floating coal fun it's a weird time i yes <laughs> yeah i mean it is a weird time i don't uh and i've got a flamethrower to add flame to the flame which mm -hmm. is pretty mm -hmm. much yeah that's pretty much all i got in my uh, uh wisdom arsenal at the mo 
So I guess we're gonna uh, move a little bit closer and fire that bad boy up since I have no idea what the range is on a flamethrower. Uh, sure thing. Based on where first dude got hit, him running around, you would be able to get close enough. So yeah, go ahead and roll a dex times five check to see if you can point it in the correct direction and judge about how far it'll throw. Um, but yeah, you're able to pull the trigger and basically it just begins shooting out this burst of gas forward and it, you're able to hold it there for about three seconds and kind of begin to wiggle it in their direction to see if you can catch them on fire. Cool. Uh, I got a 12 out of 65. That will do it justice and they will not be able to dodge. You can see begins <laughs> to like try to like leap for cover and ends up just not it's real wet where he is. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, roll 2d10, please. And tell me what the percentile of that 2D10. is. I have that. So like, roll roll percentile and tell guys. me what the, the digits would be. Uh, they would be a, a 26. 26. Okay, so he is not completely outright killed for this is a lethal weapon. Uh, but it will deal eight points of damage because you're going to add the digits together. Two and six. Yep. Um, which is a significant amount as he begins to scream for he is on fire so yes you're able to point your flamethrower in the general direction you feel the burst of gas shoot forward it ignites a nice bright orange flame that shoots out about 15 feet 12 feet of away which is this big bald man carrying this large formed axe as the handle begins to disappear into a clear filament he ignites as well as the axe on fire for eight points of damage and this will bring up Gwen I'm gonna just spray everything with my machine gun Gwen unfortunately has just resigned herself to the fact that nothing matters anymore. So, um, yeah, just gonna do a full spray. Full spray of the entire clearing or towards the guy with the axe? I'm gonna point it toward the guy at the axe. Okay, cool. I just wanna make sure, because when you say full spray, that could be, I'm gonna just do a 180 arc and let as many bullets fly as possible, which is a thing you can do in this game. No. But you will um, have zero control of where those bullets go. Yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna direct it toward him, but I'm not gonna like call a shot or anything. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, go ahead and roll a firearms. Let's see if these dice have not yet betrayed me tonight. Oh nope, nope. A whiff, not a critical whiff, but a whiff. Not a critical whiff, but yeah, yeah. definitely did not yeah. make that kickback of a machine gun is much more than you anticipated. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's not just one, it's a couple all at the same time, not quite braced, and they go quite high. Um, but the gunshots ring out. He is quite afraid now that there is a flamethrower, a flame monster, and multiple gunshots have been fired at him. That is going to bring up, though, next in the initiative order, Damien. I will uh, take my flamethrower uh, sorry. Remind me what's in front of me. In front of you, there are a uh, three trees which have six people tied to them individually. 
Um, uh-huh. So a total of 18 people that have been bound and tortured. Uh, in the center of that, spawning the in, spanning the entire gap between them is a 30-foot pillar of fire that has like right. six arm-like structures coming out of it. It is a mixture of blue and green flames with floating coal throughout it. And then towards the base, basically filling up the entire gap in between the tree is just a giant base of fire that curves up to the bottom of the spire that has all of these arms kind of like flailing out and grabbing things one person is incinerated with a clap um the ones that are on the tree or the ones that are doing the ritual actually taking a look at the tree the ones that are on the outsides of the tree seem to be in immense pain um, so there's maybe two people on the outside of each tree. The other four on the other sides, the two towards the middle, you can see just skeletons now that have like fallen forward. Um, the other two, I guess all of the ropes would have been snapped then. So yeah. on the outside of the trees, two people fall forward from each tree and the other four fall and just begin to immolate and turn into skeletons quite quickly. Um with lame sauce. Because <laughs> I don't want to shoot flame a flamethrower at flames, right? Like, um, you did see kind of a wave of something come out from the outstretched arms of Ivy that started all of this. It attacked oh. the three people making rituals, one of which was swiped away unconscious and on fire. The big bald guy who was able to slide out of the way immediately ran over to his compatriot who was also doing a ritual, stabbed him through the top of the head, through the spine, whipped out his impromptu axe or spear at that point, and then the arc of blood that came out of him finished the axe head. Okay, I will just He's take been the... shot at twice and flamethrowered once. I will take the flamethrower to home, dude. Sure thing. Yeah, you're right. you're able to slide slightly down the mountain. You kind of come in next to Ivy, who's also shot off her flamethrower and are able to let loose. Go ahead and roll a dexterity times five. So your dex score should be between yep. one and twenty. Yep, yep, yep. Doesn't really matter. Got a ninety. Yikes. Does matter because it's not I'm a critical 55. failure. Yeah. yeah, but it's not a critical failure well, with a flamethrower you've never used before. Um, you are able to hold down the trigger and it was held a bit low so you light a nice path between you and him but the fire doesn't quite reach him um, started off a little bit too low and by the time you raised it up it seems like the canister of fuel that was shot forward uh, has ran out and it's the trigger you can fill that kind of small canister underneath begin to fill back up uh dawn is going to see dude with axe and immediately starts just like chasing the skies with his eyes and just whipping back and forth pulls up one of the guns and begins to just fire into the air at like nearly a 90 degree angle straight up and is going to make connection with one of the things flying around in the air. It's at this point Don lets out a burst into the air. Think they're both here. 
And with all of the flame and the chaos around, you can see now two large 10-foot shades just kind of in the air that have been circling around. It's actually much easier to see that they're in the area as they clash in mid-air against each other, causing just a very strange sound. It's this, like, droplet of water magnified a thousandfold, and it just kind of spreads out throughout the area, and you can see all of the flames in the area get just a little smaller and then come back up as you can just taste salt water in the air now. And we're going to bring up Axe Dude, who now has the axe, is going to start chanting to himself. And da, 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 da. which song is he going to sing? It's a shanty. It is a shanty. <laughs> um, he is going to start yelling out above all of it. Now that he's on fire, is he going to like try and pat himself down? But you can hear him chanting. Here they come, zooming to meet our thunder. Adam, boys, give her the gun. Down we dive, spouting our flame from under. Off with one hell of a roar. We live in fame or go down in flame. And then sets the axe and just slams it into the ground as the earth erupts as just a line of fire starts to come out into a cone towards your group and begins shooting up into the air. Uh, if you guys would like to dive out of the way, you may make a dodge because this is at the top of the initiative order. I'll just take it. I'm kidding. Cool, cool, cool. cool. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Well, that's not going to matter. 74 on a 60. 31 on a 30. <laughs> I hate everything. 71 um, on a 50. <laughs> Mark's like, I, I didn't want to have to kill you guys all now, but y'all suck. No, no, it's fine. 99. Oh, 99. no! The worst Someone's critical dying. fail yes. available. Look. 99. Sick, sick, sick. Um, so I rolled pretty bad for damage for normal people. <laughs> um, so for those of you that failed normally, you'll be taking six points of damage as this sudden burst of like gas shoots up from underneath you like raising the hair in front of your face and then it immediately ignites from above you and then back down into the ground as the earth begins to like shake and quake underneath you um and then for alondra you are going to be taking 12 points of damage i'm dead i only have 11 hit points i'm dead i love it other question for you. Would you like to be Dawn? Yeah. <laughs> Agent Miklos? Or a ghost? Or the fire entity in the center of the trees? Uh, that's a fucking hard call. I'm... Wow. Okay. I will play Agent Miklos. Great. Let me assign this character sheet to you. Thank you. You should now have a second character sheet. Yep, I see it. Uh, anything that is blank, you can fill out. Your current location is actually about two blocks back from the mansion. You have multiple radios at your belt, and sitting in your lap is a completely blank clipboard. It has five pieces of paper on it, all of which are completely blank. And as you look down to it, you can see bright blue and black ink appear. It is a bright blue background of ink, and then black ink scribbles across it in very elegant handwriting. 
and across it, it just says, one of the five have fallen. You should initiate. Immense flames proceed with caution. One axe has been formed. And then it completely swipes away, and there left behind is just a small image of the gray alien head, except this time in blue with the big black eyes, and then a wink from one of the eyes. It fades away, and you just chuckle to yourself. <laughs> Best partner you've ever had. As for Gwen, though... Mm -hmm. A terrible scream emerges as everyone else like is able to dive out of or somewhat out of the way is actually able to stay on the ground. There is something about when you jump and you're still in the air, you have more surface area than everyone else and the flames just hit you hotter. And in a puff of red, orange, and then suddenly blue, you fall to the ground, just a crisp of your former self. Um... And Dawn is actually able to get clear of the bass. So that's good that I also gave you that option before seeing if they were also dead. Rock on, Dawn. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, need to double check how much of a toll this takes on Baldy. He, like, plants the axe. An eruption of flame shoots in an arc. The entire hillside is now smoldering in various places. Even part of the house has been caught on fire. And as he brings the axe back up out of the ground, he definitely wavers a bit and catches himself with the axe. Can I get everyone who is at this location sanity roll? There's one crazy spell. Two, a crazy spell that just took one of your heads. Well, Gwen, you don't have to do a sanity. You don't have to sanity check anymore. No, 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 you good. Not until you Ooh. get over here. Um, no, one thing. Got a 13 out of 36. Okay, you're good. Well, sorry. You're good. You're going to lose one point of sanity for a success. I was going to say, uh, that's unlikely. Yeah, no. It's still going to take its toll. Good is a relative term. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that brings up our people in the air have already done it. That brings us to the top again with Bryce. Yeah, I think that Bryce just sees Gwen get obliterated and has to, like, pause for a second. And you definitely with... catch yourself from hurling as the smell of just a massive amount of burnt hair and flesh hits your nose. There's that slight gag that also brings you back to the moment of, oh, that could be me soon. Yeah, and Bryce just probably scoots to the side to get an angle on, on Axe Guy because that is the, the threat. Uh, the Cardinal and Nikki are fighting up there, and I'm gonna take another take another burst. Roll that uh, firearms. Fuck, it's a 65 on a fucking not not 65. Uh, that's a fun of 40. Yeah, your Damn. your hands are shaken. It is not the gun's kickback this time. These are your nerves being tested. You thought you had killed someone. At the start of this day, you know that one of someone you know has perished now, and it has rattled those hands that are usually so steady. Ivy, you are up. You can feel the, the next gas chamber on your small handheld flamethrower uh, begin to fill up again, ready for another burst. You've seen one of your compatriots ignite into flame, and you can hear the small childish laugh echoed 20 or 30 times by the being you've created as just sheer joy of fire spreading little baby can I communicate with them like I can communicate with Dawn 
you can hear them in in my headspace yeah you, you hear what feels like you know what they're saying and know what they're doing it's definitely not english it's definitely not words but you can feel joy giddiness excitement from the spreading of flames upon the okay. perishing of your friend from these uh crazy little things right but i can't like direct them not so much they seem to know what your intent was they immediately attacked the people doing the sacrifice or during doing the ritual they also happen to take out 12 of the 18 alive victims in their spawning so well maybe they're completely on your side maybe they're just beings of chaos some of that was my fuel. fault it's fine going to uh just do a double check to see if any of my other uh party members are up dawn doesn't seem to be yeah. as singed as uh yourself damien and bryce do um but they are up they seem a little worse for wear you can see Bryce's hand shaking as he lets out another burst towards the bald man on one knee with the axe who's trying to bring it back up over his head. Okay. Uh, just going to follow suit then. And fire away. Go, go, go. That is a... What was it? It was Dex? Uh, that's a uh, 65, yeah, 65 on a 65. That is considered a critical success. Noise. So uh, the dope, dope thing about a crick success with a lethal weapon, I believe it outright kills. I want to double check it, but my thing's not loading, so I'm pretty sure that's what I'm going to run with. I think you are correct from my knowledge of DG. Yeah, for, for this one, you know, you can kind of anticipate what the stream does and you're able to squirt the stream and you do like a half trigger that starts the stream, hits him right in the face, like with a water gun super soaker. And then you finally pull down the full trigger and that's what causes the spark and bursts forward this flame. So a puff of fire starts and then trails all the way and gets into his open mouth and just from the shoulders up is just completely incinerated as he just drops to his knees and fall forward as just the top half of him very quickly burns up and you can just see a writhing skeleton head as just flesh melts from his bones and he falls over axe now in the leaves for the three of you that are remaining Significant threat has just been vanquished. Roll a d4 and gain that back in sanity. Hey -o. There is a small boost of morale here. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> well, I only Roll got one sanity back. back sanity? Yeah. Shit, I'm up on sanity for the day. <laughs> I, oh, how many? I don't remember where I started. I might be up by one now. There you go. TBD. Don't remember. You already had a breaking point, though, so like, who cares? Yeah, well, I was only one point away from a breaking point. It really wasn't that magical. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, man with the axe is now down and you can hear from above you two different, very distinct screams, one of which is incredibly low and guttural. The other one sounds otherworldly. Um, so there's a big baritone just of that echoes out. And then the other one sounds like 
a color presenting itself. It is hard to understand. It is not a pitch that you have heard, but there is something about the actions of the axe being dropped that has hurt both of the things that are in the air. That brings us up to, I keep losing my initiative order. Uh, this would be Damien. A baritone. That's because your initiative um, order keeps changing. True. If you would stop I, killing I'm Sorry people. if Zep already asked this, but um, what happened to Gwen's machine gun? Uh, it is on the ground next to her. It is surrounded by smoldering leaves. I will... I assume the flamethrower is on some sort of shoulder harness. Strap. Uh, so the flamethrower is actually more of a handheld. It seems to have a slightly larger canister at the bottom and then a slightly smaller canister that will fill up and then jettison it out. Um, and that is kind of like next to the handle. So it's kind of like you have your two tanks next to it and then you have your handle igniting shooting device like right on the other side. You kind of have to use it right-handed because that's how it's built. But uh, mm -hmm. it's almost kind of like a weed sprayer in configuration. But this one happens to cause an ignition and spray out some very flammable liquid. Well, I'm still going to run up and grab the machine gun mm -hmm. just in case and see if I can get a better look at what's making these sounds. Sure thing. Uh, go ahead and give me an alertness. I have an hot six. Awesome. Yeah, you can you can see two shapes up up above. Um, it's a little hard because they're both moving incredibly fast, but you are able to start kind of tracing them and see where they are. One is definitely much more big and solid, whereas the other one is just moving fast enough in such a strange way that it looks like one big circular sphere. But with your spot, you're able to kind of see that it seems to be lots of little things thrashing about wildly, almost like a helicopter plane. How, sorry, how far did you say they were? Uh, in the air, I didn't, so they would probably be about 55, 60 feet up in the air. And the rest of the party doesn't see these. I, I just only I do because I saw them. Dawn has spotted them and took a fire and, and took a shot at them. They're just up in the air, kind of clashing periodically. Okay. But Dawn did kind of shoot up into the air and point towards them. And you also all heard a big wet thump that was able to right. like put down some of the fire and then came back up. Okay, I'll just put down the flamethrower and... No, that's a bad choice. Actually, I take that back. I will run back to the... Because I have a very, <laughs> very poor firearms. Uh, I will just go back to the to the rest of the group and, and ask Don what, you know, what the hell is that? Are those things? Cardinal? Bear? Can't we just wait for them to... Like one of them to kill each other? guess and then i'll kind of turn and look at ivy and rice do we what do you what are you thinking here burn the fucking axe if what the agent said is correct then we can technically let one kill the other the one that remains is going to become more powerful we might need the axe to kill it okay well then i will i will just walk up and drop a load of flamethrower on the axe. Cool, cool. This is one on the floor, right? Yeah. Yeah, wait. Uh, quick quick point of order. You said that when when that axe was, like, dropped and damaged that it looked like it hurt both of Correct. the big bads, right? 
there was definitely a significant noise you heard from both of them as this uh uh, gentleman's head was engulfed in flame and then he dropped down lifeless and upon his release of the axe you heard strange noises from above you yeah light it up uh go ahead and roll 2 to 10 for damage on your uh you don't even need to roll to attack it's an animal oh okay cool that's good because i just rolled like <laughs> shoot <laughs> um. <laughs> what did you say 2d10 yeah 2d10 10 nice this axe is completely engulfed in flame and is immediately start to cracking and splinter and up uh atop from you you can hear cracking and splintering almost echoed out through both of the entities and what's also strange is at this point you realize this is the only sound you can hear there should be crackling up and down this mountain with the amount of small fires that have now spread and started there should be you know the sounds of the six survivors like clawing and trying to run away as fast as possible. All you can hear though, is the crackling of this ax as well as magnifying crackling from up top. And this ax breaks splinters and burns up to ash before you. Cardinal dies. Is my turn over? Cause if so, happy. then I, if not, then I'm just going to keep blasting this thing. With... Yeah, no, no, you, 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 your turn is over. You, you get the one. <laughs> Are you sure? I am sure. Yeah, um, and it's at this point, too, that both of them kind of come crashing to the ground a bit. You can now see the bear-like creature. Uh, One of the arms has turned to ash and has fallen completely off. You can see in between all of the various, like, wood paneling that should be making it up is now, like, smoldering and cracked in various places, almost like when a tree is burning on the inside but not the out. And there comes crashing down the Cardinal, no longer kind of a, a an arrow with a base, but is now just a seething ball of vines that are red, metallic, and glowing with embers that are just thrashing about. And towards the center, you can see at some point just little flashes of the bright yellow rippling core that once invoked fear in all of you. Agent Miklos, um, another small update uh, comes across. Um, axe bearer has fallen. Axe destroyed. Seems to have caused immense pain in both rogue agents. Engage. And yeah, you are in a car, maybe 200 feet away. And yeah, you are more than able to floor it and get over there this this round. Absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna floor it. I'm gonna pull up right in front of the house. I assume that's the street I'm on, where I know that mm-hmm. this is going down. I will throw things in a park. I will leave my uh, keys in the ignition and leave a door open for a quick getaway. Sure thing. And I will head down the uh, back path. Excellent. Coming through that back path, you see that the front door has been completely blown off. You can see the back door is ajar. You can see as you come out, two people off into the far right, just covered in burns, covered full of holes, trying to run up the hill and up to the fence as far away as they can. You see one person off to your left fall over. So I I am running... Mm-hmm. Running guns akimbo. Yeah, you you run into the backyard. You can see that there are fires spreading 
all throughout this backyard. The hedges that other people had seen have just been completely blown back, knocked down. You definitely keep an eye out and you can see a 30 foot tall blue green creature with like lashing out arms, six of them in every which direction that is now just kind of encroaching and wrapping around these trees and is just bringing down this site known as Grove 5. Off to the left, you can see a man just burned from the chest up that is now just skeleton and next to him, Damien has a flamethrower and is torching an axe. Far off to your left, far off to your right, you can see the victims that have survived this ritual who are covered in various degrees of burns, trying to run as far away and as panicked as possible, which will be a problem for another day. But right now, you can see descending from the sky and then crashing down to the earth a one-armed, nine-foot-tall wooden bear that seems to be ignited from fire on the inside that has axes for claws on its one remaining arm, as well as just a big bundle of red metallic vines thrashing about in a giant death ball, maybe 30 feet apart and just 20 feet past these college kids that were to investigate this site for you. I am going to take out my submachine gun and aim it at the bear and the creature it is engaged with and I will just shout to these poor hapless kids I need you to run and start firing sounds good Uh, go ahead and roll a firearms which I believe is going to be quite good because you have a combat background now Better suddenly be. as not a college student but a middle-aged agent of the yeah. agency. You have real stats. Mm-hmm. Uh that was a 47 <laughs> on a 60. Yeah. Dope. So yeah, you totally hit. Go ahead and roll 2d10 for me and uh just let me know the total damage. In a strange way, you don't get the lethal rolls on these two entities. That's not that surprising, but I'll still accept it. Uh that is a 10 total. Nice. You start your burst and drag it from the bear towards the mess of vines that you thought you had put past you 20 years ago when you read a very strange report of one of of your hometown. And you're able to just spray on down. Tons of bullets hit the backside of this bear. But in that split instance too, you can see that ball of vines seem to quiver and shake and reel in on itself and then pop back out before your spread gets there. And then you coat it with another shelling of bullets. That will bring up Don. Don hasn't done a thing yet. What is Don gonna do? Okay, yeah, no, (laughs) Don sees the giant mess of balls and sees the yellowish thing with inside of it and is going to try and slap their hands together one more time as they let out their spell for the second time in their life. Don, 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 Don. You see Don slap their hands together. Nothing happens. And then as Don separates the hands, you can just see Don begin to turn into ash from the fingertips. And then going up both of the arms, covering the head, and then melting down the torso, 
But as the torso begins to drift away, there is just a torso-sized ball of compressed blue and green energy that then shoots forward and blasts the big sprawling ball that is known as the Cardinal and is going to hit it for... Let's see if you can do some better damage. Much better. As it hits for 25 points of damage this time around. Quick math, quick math. There we go as it just sends this giant last bean of entirely Dawn's essence as Dawn rolled a 99 on their spell. Oh, no. Crit fail. So they are taking maximum damage for the effort that needs to be committed for this, which is five more hit points than they had, completely destroying their physical form. However... Buffing we, their damage. We got to pour pour one out for so the their homies. entire life force is consumed in this blast that just shoots forward, dealing three d twenty of fire magical damage straight to the core of this creature, and as now has flaming vines shooting off in multiple directions. The yellow core turns more orangey and shimmers and spreads out, and is constantly now not just the pooling ripple, almost like an opal but is now just being spiked out almost to like a sea urchin with inside of it. It is reeling in pain and causing the strangest of notes to echo out throughout the entire backyard that is now caught on flames. And for a brief second, you can hear all of the crackling fires that are around you. And then that noise comes back past you, back into the core of this as all of the sound dampens again in the area around you. Dawn is removed from the initiative. He said, uh, I need a sanity check from all of you as you see Dawn completely immolate themselves and turn their entire life essence into a ball of energy. I love that face, Christy. No, I I did fine. I did a 25. And like, I'm kind of sad about that because I feel like if anybody is going to be impacted by this, it'd be Ivy, who just had a voice drop out of her head in, I assume, a scream. I don't know. But uh, I guess not. I guess she's really dead inside now. Cool. <laughs> Does that include me for the sanity check? Just checking. I'm going to include you for the sanity check. You have never, you've seen a lot. You've never seen someone turn themselves into a fireball and cease to exist. Groovy. I passed, so it's fine. I just wanted to verify. Cool, 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 cool. Rice, what's that face? That's a 77 on a 65. <laughs> that's a crit fail. That is. Uh, that's a, uh, uh, that's not fail. a good roll. Crit fail, you are going to lose eight points of sanity. I'm nice. breaking pointed. Okay. Um. <laughs> I don't even know what to give you yet. Uh, wh wh what you got over there for me, Pilots? <laughs> well, my dice show a 400. Uh, 40. <laughs> 40. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, yeah, I passed 40 on a 54. Excellent. Uh, for those of you that passed, you are still going to lose three points of sanity. God, Man. Mark, I just got them back. Dude. Yeah, and you... <laughs> okay, so you lost a teammate. Oh. You then struck back, and now you've mm. lost another teammate. And there are two gigantic things in front of you. <laughs> and, it's and real. You're, and you're doing great. You're nailing it. Um, Zep, the fun, crazy thing that you are going to get out of this. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh... You are going to get <laughs> megalomania. 
you have seen everyone around you fall, uh. and you are still here, and you can bring <laughs> this W back. Oh. I, I, you are a I'm god. a god. I'm a the fucking god. The people around you are mortals. <laughs> You're bringing this dub back. You are going to save the extinguishing program from going off and annihilating the San Francisco Peninsula. You are going to take down the that's, cardinal. You are going to take down that bear. Everything right. around yeah. you, uh-huh. if it resists, you're going right through it because you're bringing that dub. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And I think, is it Bryce's turn right now? Sure I think thing. it might be, Also, uh, heads up, you are impossible to interact with anyone using charisma, bureaucracy, disguise, persuade, psychotherapy, or <laughs> intelligence. So, fun fact, you can't read people because you no longer think you're a person. For you are a it's like god. A high, it's like a... I'm oh, a fucking like god. A Let's go. Yeah. Jesus yeah, H. Yeah. Christ. Yeah, yeah Bryce. <laughs> so, so, Bryce... Bryce Bryce sees Don Don Parrish. Obviously fucking second enough. string. Second string for sure. And he's he's just going to run over and grab grab the flamethrower off of off of Don's uh, smoldering Don does not have a flamethrower. He has a machine gun. Uh Ivy oh, and uh, Damien both have the flamethrower. Damien, ah, never mind. Uh <laughs> uh so okay, then 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 Bryce is just gonna take he's he's just gonna take the gun and just run straight at the cardinal, specifically at the core. You and just coward. Try I thought you were a god. Fucking... You have the arm of a god. You are the right hand of God. You will strike death upon anyone you touch. You're right. A fucking starter would never use something as shitty as Dude, a the gun, gun hasn't done he, shit for you. Yet. Fucking, this gun he, is a tool of mortals. Yeah, he he fucking he takes the gun and throws it because it's only gonna slow him down, and he just runs and just punches the fucking shit out of the yeah. core of the cardinal with with his right Hells arm yeah. of God. I want you to roll an athletics for that or unarmed, whatever is higher for you. I actually don't know for you. Athletics, probably athletics. Oh no, actually unarmed. Yeah, man. Unarmed is going for that punch. Do it. That is a sixty-six. Wait, no. It's a 99? It's, is it upside wait, down? Actually, it was a 69 on a 60. That's rough, buddy. That's rough. That's totally rough. It's 100% super rough. Um, Yeah, you, you're, you're able to, ah! like, just bring the haymaker in, and as you're coming, the vines definitely, like, shelter it, and you're able to punch those vines all the way in, and you can feel an icy coldness just on the other side of your knuckles as it then repels your arm back out and slides you back like two or three feet. It was able to defend itself, but man, it felt like absolute zero inside that thing. And as you pull your hand out, you can just see a layer of frost over your knuckles that wipes away. You're like, oh shit, I might have punched fast enough to render physics obsolete. And I just ice punched. I just transcended it. I just transcended physics. God, man. But you might be going up against another god. god. It crosses your path, but this is a game worthy of your of your W. <laughs> All right, Ivy, uh, you, you you just saw some crazy shit. You, you saw uh, one compatriot uh, go down in uh, in flames. Um, oh, question: What is your new dexterity along? Um, I believe it is a twelve. Let me double check. It is. It is a twelve. 
Um, Ivy, yeah. Uh, you just saw Bryce double take from Don's disappearance, throw his gun over his shoulder, and just start like huffing it, just mean mugging the ball of vines that is the Cardinal, and he just plunges his entire arm into it and then is spit back out and slides two or three feet away. I mean, I think he's got this covered. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, gonna carry on forward. Uh, uh, more fun, more fire. Keep it going. Oops, uh, wait, did I? I'm never throwing out these decks. I got another 65. On a 65. <laughs> on a 65. Uh, wow. What, what are you setting on fire? Uh, the thing that Bryce just tried to punch. The cardinal. Good enough. Excellent. Yes. The cardinal. Uh, yes, I don't remember who's up anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the cardinal, the bear who seems to be smoldering from the inside and only has its right claw. The left claw fell and disintegrated away at some point. Um, but yeah, the bear, Bryce, and the cardinal are in this weird triangle about 10, 15 feet apart from each other. And yeah, you're able to like slide on down that hill a little bit more, get close enough to the cardinal, and light it up. General 2d10 of fire damage. Uh, that's 13 total. 13? Yeah, this cardinal begins to just twitch and spasm within itself as it seems like something on the inside has caught fire and it seems to be reaching in and trying to like put itself out and is now just starting to like spiral almost like a top that's out of control that's about to go down and is now just thrashing about and just trying to grab onto anything that it can agents you are up. One of these damned kids just tried to punch the cardinal, and then the other one came up from the other side and scorched it. Sorry, who? Me? Uh, you are up. You you saw one crazy kid try and punch it, then you saw another one use that flamethrower to good use as it just ignites the cardinal up. It is spasming and twitching, rolling around like a top with no base, uh, and <laughs> will... Uh, yeah, it is your action. There is just strange noises emitting from every which direction now. I think I'm just going to scream again. You need to get out while you can and keep firing. Uh, go ahead and roll for uh, your shooty shoots. That's a 23 on a 60. That will hit. Go ahead and roll 2d10. And I assume you want to do a spread that covers both of them again. Yep. Uh, that is nine total. Great. Uh, same thing again. You hit the bear. You can see another like singe inside of the. Um, God, it's so close. Um, uh, another singe inside of the cardinal as it begins to spasm, and then it just kind of freezes in place, and it almost looks like a giant picturesque statue of geometric shapes. It is just angles on angles, lines upon lines, and it ends up just creating this gigantic spike ball with just dozens of repeating geometric shapes inside of it. And there in the center is now just a very still orange center to its core. I will, in fact, turn to the remaining kids and just be like, now's your chance. Get out if you want. Damien, 
Uh, the bear is down to a knee. Holes have gone completely through the backside of it. It is just reaching and trying to like limp towards the cardinal. The cardinal completely still now, almost like a picturesque statue of odd shapes. It's difficult to look at, but you can still see clearly to the center of it. Just an orange sphere. Man. <laughs> I want to fucking run. But then I'd be letting down Gwen and Dawn, but, you know, Dawn. Neither of them will know. Yeah. What Gwen are do about would it? want you <laughs> to live, motherfucker. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's, yeah, Damien kind of turns to the other and goes, you guys, if it's time to leave, we should leave. <laughs> Gonna hightail it? I'm going to look at Ivy's face and then look at, at Bryce's face. Bryce doesn't even acknowledge you. Uh, Ivy will. Maniac. Yeah, he's lost it. She, I mean, she'll look at you like, I, I, I've got, I don't know how many shots left in this thing, but. Uh, you, you can feel definitely the flamethrower. The last of the fuel from the bottom seems to have been pressed up to the last chamber. You're on your last shot, sure. which I believe would be your fourth. Okay, fine. Then I will turn and shoot my flamethrower as well at bear or cardinal the cardinal nope unroll to hit get get that juicy flame streak in there 47 on a 55 dope yeah you nail it you coat it you finally pull down that trigger it ignites it goes forward and from within all these shapes that glowing orb is just completely immersed in flame go ahead and roll for damage seven excellent yeah, with that, oh, shit. With <laughs> for damage anyway. With that, a burst of perfectly round energy shoots back out, cutting the top half and the cardinal, uh, top half and bottom half of the cardinal in two, and the top half just kind of pops up into the air, perfectly still. The bottom is just pressed into the ground and just dissipates into salt water, and then the top half just off into dust into the air a red silvery metallic and from that energy burst just comes back on itself back through and just a plane of energy cuts across this entire bottom field i'm gonna need a dodge from everyone who's around here do gods need to dodge most of all do you want to prove you're immortal or not because uh you don't have to duck your godlike <laughs> instincts instruct you to I failed, but not shittily. Cool, cool, cool. I succeeded nice. a 52 and a 60. 25 on a 30. Both of you are able to hit the deck. Nestor, you dealt seven points of damage. You're going to take seven yep. points of damage back as Sick. this wave of energy just hits you across the chest. I'm dead. You're dead? So it doesn't just hit That's you across zero. the chest and move around you. It hits you on the chest, and your top half just ascends up as well and just immediately evaporates as your bottom half is left behind. The bear also gets hit by it, completely split in half. You can see the top half of the bear come up, dissipate, and then just the head of Nikki falls to the ground next to the lower torso that then just sinks uh. into the ground, leaving behind an axe head. Agent, did you also pass your dodge? I failed. You failed. You will be taking seven points of damage as a wave of pure energy just collides with your chest. I think you'll be alive. I am alive. I'm just very hurt. 
Yeah, there is a ribbon of flesh just missing from you. The bottom half of your shirt and jacket just fall off of you. Your tie is cut off. You can see like your abs underneath already covered from scars, but there is like a one inch line about a quarter inch dug around you completely going around your waist. The house behind you, the entire foundation of it is split off and the entirety of the house, the entirety of the fence just disappear up into the sky into a poof of smoke. The six people that were uh, running away, only two of them made it. The two that ran backwards downhill, the other four split directly in half, raised up into smoke, only their legs left behind. It is so much energy. It is years of maddening sports fans chanting for some strange reason beyond them. It is countless of sacrifices done by who knows how many axes and secret cult rituals finally expanded and released throughout Palo Alto. Strange things are happening all over. For brief instance, the fog is cut through and clear as day, you can see 30 feet tall all the way through the fog until the rest of the fog just sits down to the fog, maybe three feet above the ground, finally connecting. It is a strange and bizarre sight for those of you that are here. Some of you were able to duck it, some of you weren't. Left standing, we have Bryce. Changed man forever. Standing back up, dusting himself off. You look over and see half of Damien. You never saw the other half go anywhere. It's at that moment, maybe you're glad you ducked. Maybe you are a little bit more mortal than you think. Kind of settles back in. As of right now, you can just hear the crackling of fires as this hillside is catching up on fire. Ivy, you can hear in the back of your head Dawn's timid voice. Yes, we did it. And of the fiery inferno that is just lapping up these trees, it finally descends down, burns out all of the trees, and there is just a nice perfect circle a half semi-dome and there at the bottom of it is a 23 year old strung out man with a scruffy beard bright green eyes the top half of a strange mascot costume and just burning embers of what's left and it just stands up (laughs) thanks looks up, sees just a person in a suit, and just begins to bolt in as far of a direction as he can. And as soon as he gets out of that little uh, crevice, running away from the suit at the top of the hill, before you can really react, you get a gun, you say halt, stop. As soon as he gets to the edge, a ring of fire opens up into what looks like another realm, and Barry just dives through it, closes a portal behind him, a gust of wind blows every single one of the leaves out of this backyard, extinguishing every flame in this backyard. And we're left with two college students and an agent. Well, that's not ideal. Are we done here? Yep, we're done here. <laughs> Y'all wanna ride back home? Since I... Uh, your driver seems <laughs> to be... Uh, well, I don't think he's gonna be helping you anymore. As if I would ever be caught with the likes of you. Son, you don't have a choice. I mean, unless you do. Which case, we can talk about that tomorrow, but uh, you're not gonna feel any of the things you feel right now. Same with you, kiddo. You don't want this. 
That's fine. We can make sure that happens, but um, you're not going to be able to do any of the things you did tonight. Up to you, though. That said, if you're uh, interested in doing any of the things you uh, did tonight, there's a job for you if you want it. Ivy tosses her flamethrower on the ground and just walks back in the direction of the car that they came in. Fair enough. It's pretty clear to see the the house is no longer there. The cars that were in the front, no longer there. It's just the foundation. But a couple of cars do end up pulling up. Other various black cars. One guy gets out, tall, lanky, dark skin. He's got sunglasses on, black suit, black tie. Uh, Looks up at the clipboard and just pulls the keys out, gets out, tosses you the keys and just kind of keeps going along the way, catches up with the other people. And yeah, between three cars, six people get out. Another uh, short kind of stocky woman gets out, also in a suit, pulls out her keys, tosses keys to you based on something she read on the clipboard there, Bryce. And uh, they all kind of group up around Agent Miklos for the debriefing. You all both have a black car with a what seemed to be perfectly legal license plates. And uh, the scrub clean. You're free to do what you will. Uh, who's got the keys? I've got keys. You have keys, keys to to one car. Bryce has keys to another car. And then the Great. car that pulled up in the center looks to be the uh, exit strategy of the six agents plus their uh, superior agent Miklos. So seven people are going to cram into that car, it looks. But uh, both of you have a car. Free to do whatever you will with it right now. I think we're kind of there in the drive-off end of the sunset. I think epilogue-wise, Bryce, you uh, have a newfound confidence in yourself kind of stems into everything you do and dude, you're you're gonna lead berkeley to an amazing season if you want to still play football i mean maybe it's beneath you maybe it's not uh your megalomania does seem to come in more so bouts it's when your uh heart rate gets to a certain level it's addictive but kind of the more adrenaline you produce the stronger your megalomania seems to be Ivy, you intermittently around noon start hearing Dawn's voice periodically checking in on you, giving you advice, telling you about notes for classes that, you know, maybe you haven't taken, but Dawn has seemed to know how to play the clarinet by now. You can also speak Spanish. You're gaining all of these little things the longer Dawn talks to you between the hours of about 11.30 a.m. and 12.30 p.m. It's nice. It's kind of welcome. Uh, did you choose to accept uh, the agency's employment, or do you want to go back and talk to them a little bit? They don't try to track you down the next day, but two, three weeks go by. They eventually ring you up, see if you uh, do want to join. Ivy definitely took off the next day in her car. She has no intention of speaking to the agency. <laughs> cool beans. Yeah, you are not taking classes. You are learning, though. Yeah, you're still learning from Dawn. Dawn passes on quite a bit of knowledge, and you are out on the lam. You are out of the Bay Area, away from the agency as best you can. Yeah. Damien's family gets some weird news about a freak computer explosion, and that he was tinkering in the computer lab that happened to erupt, and all sorts of strange things happen. It's a very shoddy cover-up, but the era, no one knows much about computers. It's it's bullshit to anyone who has a background in it, but is enough for the family to move on, is enough for friends to be like, 
yeah, he passed doing doing those smart things, doing those big brain things. He was better in himself. There's even some strange technology that comes out of it, some discovery in computer sciences and tracking and things of that nature. Really, what it was was the Greys essentially planting some uh, newfound technology for humans to start adapting into their computers to start bringing down their size and all credit for that goes to Damien Reyes. His family gets a nice little stipend set up by Stanford and there's a scholarship made in his name so other youths that are troubled may also get the experience of going to college. Then we have Gwen Stevens who you know was caught with a copy of the anarchist handbook who seemed to start experimenting with making things like smoke bombs and things like that but it seems like something happened small explosion in the lab maybe she was just there maybe she was doing a cocktail it's really hard to describe a couple of other students were caught in it seems as though there was a a joint union between uh stanford and cal students thus uh explaining how some of these stanford potential transfers were uh, caught on campus the news floods in Stanford campus reopens a few days later. Fog's lifted. Pretty clear February for uh, most of the month. Quite dry. Range reports of low fish count from fishermen. Stranger reports of, you know, various students going missing, being discovered hundreds of miles away from campus, not knowing how they got there. Reports of alien sightings have shot up in the last week. It's a strange time, but life goes back on on the peninsula. Economy's booming. People are worried about the next big sports game that's coming up. People are investing in 401ks, planning dinners a week out. None the wiser to the strange things that happened. Few minds are altered here and there, but mostly people try to forget. Bars never sold so much alcohol to the Stanford campus that weekend, but did. A big grieving process took over everyone, whether they knew it or not. Humanity was saved, at least for a little longer. No one will know exactly who did it or how it was done, but it's there. And that's the conclusion of our great little Delta Green one-shot, three-shot October Spoopy Fest, where only a couple players died from, you know, crazy things. Yeah, it was only two. Two and Dawn. Everyone liked Dawn. The first two player deaths... In TGN history. But yeah, no, that, those are the first player deaths here on the Torpid Gaming Network. Big milestone. And that's the point at which the agency apparently cut our recording feed. So I'll do my best to close this out. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this horrifying adventure. For anyone finding us for the first time via podcast, we are the Torpid Gaming Network, a variety streaming channel. And we are live five nights a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific, and Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific, always at twitch.tv slash torpidnetwork. We stream tabletop games every Tuesday night, so if you want to join us live and see all of the terrible faces that we make when we roll critical fails in person, stop in and say hi. Your cast for this Collegiate Chaos Delta Green mini-arc was Sunsets Brew, a.k.a. Brew, a.k.a. Zep, as Bryce. Pylos, a.k.a. King of Pylos, a.k.a. Nestor, as Damien. Lady Bedivere, a.k.a. Soporific Gaming, a.k.a. Alondra, as Gwen. Agent Maggie Carter, a.k.a. Christy, as Ivy. And Lord Bonk, a.k.a. Bonk, a.k.a. Mark, as The Handler. 
and our impending doom. You can also find us at Torpid Network on Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, or hop in our Discord to get involved directly with our amazing community. And remember, here at the Torpid Gaming Network, we do three things. We have fun, we get immersed, and we do epic shit. Thanks for listening. Over and out.